daddy gonna stay in school and, and graduate. You're gonna die, Klaus! You can do it! Captain Insano shows no mercy. You can do it! I love my mama very much. Now you know that. Once again, things that could have been brought to my attention yesterday! Hello and welcome to the Sandler Pit, the podcast where it doesn't take Sherlock Holmes to deduce malicious intent. Medu- what? <laughs> it's that it doesn't Hubie take Halloween. Sherlock Holmes to deduce malicious intent, and yes, it is Hubie Halloween. Yes, and I know that for a fact because before we started recording, I said pick a scary film, and I saw your eyes light up because <laughs> the only one we've done, <laughs> other than Mandy or no, what was it called, Becky? Oh yeah, Becky. God, I forgot about that. This is the Sandler Pit, a podcast where we watch and talk about every single Adam Sandler TV show, film, or appearance. And this week, we're going to be looking at the film The Shortcut. Otherwise Avoid as... The Shortcut. Very nice. And um, what's his yeah. name in German? Dark Legends. Curiosity can be deadly. <laughs> <laughs> Rolls so... right off the tongue. So this is the first and last feature film made by Scary Madison, which was an offcut of Happy Madison. So again, produced by Adam Sandler and Alan Covert and all those lads. Mm-hmm. But a horror film. Have you seen this? I've not. I didn't know it existed. It's what, like 14 years old? And I'd never heard of it until we started looking into what to do for this podcast. And it's kind of like, it's still a bit of one that we shouldn't really be doing. Why? But I, well, I guess he's got the Happy Madison connection, but like Adam Sandler's not in it, is he? No, but he produced it, so he had... he was executive, yeah. And I think someone related to him wrote it, Scott Sandler. All oh, right, okay. Guessing that's a family member. Be a bit of a big coincidence if not. <laughs> so yeah, he's executive producer. So it's got all right reviews. It's not that bad. Like, I mean, I'd say too... average to bad. Yeah, but like, there's nothing over three stars. But you know, it looks all right. What's what's your opinion of horror films in general? Well, I love horror films. I've started to like love them more recently in the last few years. I don't know if it's just because when we were growing up, there were so many like just sequels and the same film over and over again. Yeah, I always think like when I was a teenager, I was always thinking of like Paranormal Activity because there were so many of those, and then there was like yeah. a lot of those sort of grim dark reboots of like Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street and Halloween and they always it sort of seemed like a genre when we were teenagers like the early 2010s and stuff like there wasn't much creativity it was just like doing the same thing again yeah. but now in the last few years there's been a few really good directors that have risen up and like Ari Aster and Robert Eggers and yeah yeah I loved um, this year. There's been a few good ones. I quite like the new Scream and Evil Dead Rise was good. Evil Dead Rise was really good, and I was proper slating that before it came out. Yeah, I, I was like, the trailer was crap. The first one that they released, and yeah, then as it went along, and they released that like gory trailer with the cheese grater and stuff. I was like, oh no, this is going to be good. <laughs> yeah, I really ate my words because I was like, this is rubbish. I loved the original Evil Dead trilogy, and then that came out, and it was like, nah, this is this is really good. I'm just being. A hater. <laughs> mm. So yeah, I agree. I, I, I think there's been quite a lot of really creative comedies that have come not comedies, 
don't know why I'd mentioned that on an Adam Sandler podcast. <laughs> Been quite a lot of very creative horrors come out in the last couple of years, and hmm. yeah, I think I like horror films, but I'm not also someone who is like, it's not my bread and butter. It's not yeah, something it's not that I would watch. Yeah, I know people like that. Like my sister's like that, and is like just obsessed with horror films and Chucky films and stuff like this. And I'm like, yeah, get a life, I, loser. I don't have time for when it's like. The seed of Chucky's bride's mum, or whatever it is, and there's like it's like the twelfth film in the series and stuff. Yeah, my sister lo- loves those films, and if she's listening, Mark is Hamill like... is the only good Chucky. <laughs> is it like an <laughs> ironic thing? Yeah, I think it's like an eye. Or what? That she likes them? No, she loves yeah. those films. She, she doesn't watch Charles them Play. for like bad movie watch. She watches them and thinks they are actually like really good. Mate, her letterbox is depressing. I actually don't know. I can't remember her username off the top of my head, but I think it's like all the Chucky films are like five stars or whatever. And then she'll watch something like. Oh, yeah, you I said she hated it? John Wick. Yeah, John Wick she gave half a star to. Like, she's so, so bad. That's weird. I saw a picture of your sister the other day, and I'd never realized how much she looks like you. My sister doesn't look like she me. Looks does she looks quite a lot like you, yeah. I think you were in the picture oh. as well, actually. Shall I try and find it? Yeah, what we oh for God's sake. Are you like on a boat or something? You're gonna send me a photo of like I know you. You're gonna send me a photo of like the Adams think... family or no, no, or the no, Weasleys. I... No, it was your go. sister. Yeah, this is that's you, isn't it? Here we go. Here's the picture of the Weasley family. Here's the picture of the Weasley family. It's not the Weasley family. The Weasley family on the cruise. You and Ginny. <laughs> yeah. Go on, no, I'm pretty show certain me, that's you. Show me, show me the. I've just sent it to you. you I've sent it to you on. Oh, Facebook. you sent it to me on Facebook. Okay, so it's not the Weasleys. All right, so what is it going to be, you horrible cunt? Oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> <laughs> so this is a photo of my sister's Instagram. That's not <laughs> private. Why is she on public? Fucking. I don't know. Why no, did you see this? The, it's on the Sandler pit. We she oh. follows us. We follow her. Okay, okay. Because I saw that and I did actually think it was you for a second. I saw it was your sister and and then I looked into it and I was like, oh, wait, it's not. My sister's posted a picture. My sister's posted a picture and it's of her and her partner and then a few other people. And then in the front of the picture, I actually don't know who that is. I think it might be her partner's brother. I don't know. Is oh my god, if they got married man. and you went to the wedding and you both looked exactly the same. The I don't same look place. exactly the same as this. Fucking hell, who's this fucking guy, man? That's not like you. He looks like younger <laughs> <He doesn't>... you. <laughs> I'm the messenger right now. Like, who is this bald man? See if we can get it on there. Oi. Oh, she's active now. Who's my lookalike? I'll call her. It was this one that made me think you two looked alike. Looks a bit like you in that. Doesn't look like me. She does, your sister. Oh, the board man looks more like you, though. What? Not joining the call. Call me now. I'm going to call her on uh, by phone. I'm going to make her worried, think that something's happening. I'm going to say something bad's happened. Need to talk to you. Something bad has happened. <laughs> something uh, bad has happened. I'm furious about this. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, she's Weasel on my phone. <laughs> okay, it could fall from Weasel. Hello? Hello. Right, who's the bald man on the picture on your Instagram? Oh, my yeah. God, you said something bad happened. I can't die. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I know, I, I know, I know. I just, I knew you wouldn't phone me. Oh, my God. 
Who's the bald man on your Instagram? Who That's looks? Dan. Who's that? Dan Tyler, Timmy Tyler's son. Oh, really? Yeah, he's cool. He's cool, but he's he looks a bit like me. I had a bit of a double take looking at the picture. I thought it was me. Who's that? That's Jace. Oh God, yeah. Sorry, I've just thought I'd better call to quickly check. That it's not you. That it's the, not the, me. <laughs> together and go on a boat ride and take a picture. I know, but I just thought I'd check. <laughs> that is bizarre. This Lucas could have been a message. No, it couldn't have. I needed to hear your voice. It really oh. could have been a message. Also, you need to go pick up that doll from home. Pick up that what? That doll, a horrible human doll you've left in the front room. Six doll. Uh, the, uh, the, the first aid dummy. Yeah, you freak. No, I like it, it though. It's a sex doll. I hate it. It's not a sex doll. It's a. Yes, it is, you freak. <laughs> it's my first day. Why? Is it taking up that much room compared to your shit that you've brought home from university? Well, no, it's just that. Sorry, yeah, your massive pile of shit in the front room. Your massive pile of shit, but my little first aid dummy that I need for saving life. Oh, yeah, that's the problem, is it? That's the problem, not your big pile of shit. Yes, because you're making it look bad. You're, I'm making, making it look... tidy. I don't want to tidy up my shit. So yeah, tidy up your me. shit and then maybe then call me back and then tell me. Anyway, go away. You, you go are... away. Fuck off. Fuck off. Fuck off. Well, we know who her favourite bald person with a beard is. It's Timmy Tyler, Tyler Timmy's son. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's her partner's. It's cousin? Tommy Tyler, Timmy Tyler's son, isn't it? Was that what you? Yeah, said? <laughs> I, I think it was something like that. I was like, "What are you on about? How dare she moan about my first aid dolls? That's really <laughs> pissed me off." Because I left them there. Do you know why I left them there and took them out of my car? Is no. because I had to empty my boot because I was picking her up and picking up her shit from university. Why didn't you leave it at your house though before you'd gone to theirs? I forgot, and then I got. You just there didn't want it in your house, before. did you? Well, it's not great for my ass, but I'm not in a rush <laughs> to pick it up. But also, goddamn, I will pick it up. I haven't even been home since. You're making the their first... house into a mess. I'm not making their house into a mess. What about my sister? What's their house like? Is it a mess already? It's a mess because my sister's come back and like brought back an inhuman amount of stuff. <laughs> it's just filled the house with shit. How did we get onto this? This is the intro to the shortcut episode. What's going on? <laughs> Usually when we watch these films, we have a thing called the Sandler scale. Are we going to have a Sandler scale for the shortcut? <laughs> no. No, I don't think it's film. worth doing. Because I think yeah. we did for like Becky or something like that. But should we do a Make Mine Happy, Madison? Oh, yeah. I know so we'll we... have a real real fit boys, but I think a, a little Make Mine Happy, Madison, might be nice. Instead yeah, of Make, make mine, mine Scary. Yeah, that's a nice idea. We've not done that in a long time. Let's write it okay. down so we don't forget. So we've got to make mine happy, happy Madison. Madison. It's an old reformat of our old game, Make Mine Madison, where we're going to make it more fun. That's yeah. nice. That's a good idea. That feels nice. very old old school. I mean, back in the day, I wouldn't call my sister, have her on loudspeaker and shouting at her. There's no guarantee but... that Timmy Tyler's son's going to make it into the final cut of the episode, <laughs> but you never know. <laughs> 
such a northern name. Timmy Tyler. <laughs> Tommy Tyler's son. <laughs> what does he do for a job? Was, He's a Tyler. I think it was the old, I think it was Tommy Tyler who's Timmy Tyler's son. Oh, okay. It's like a fucking tongue twister. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to go and watch this film. I reckon we're going to have a hard time finding it. Yep. I don't think it's on Now TV or Netflix, if I'm being no. honest. Is it on YouTube? I think we might be able to rent it from Amazon. I think I saw. Great. So we might have to do that. Is it going to be worth £2.49? Come back after the mm. break to find out. Um, It's all on YouTube for free. <laughs> Brilliant. Great. That's a sign of quality, isn't it? <laughs> 2009 <laughs> film on YouTube for free. <laughs> okay, great. So if anyone wants to listen along, it's very easy to do so if you're in the UK. So yeah, uh, do you have anything else you want to say up top? I don't think so. I think we should go and watch it. All right, cool. Grab your, uh, I don't know what this film's going to be about, a map? Shortcut? Sure 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 yeah. Just don't go down there. You should avoid it. Curiosity avoid can be it. dangerous. And come back in a bit. I'm going to be talking about uh, the shortcuts. Some urban legends are real. See you then. Bye. You are now listening to the Sandler Pit. You like blood, boy? And we are back. We've taken the long way round because the shortcut's <laughs> just so freaking scary. Ooh. <laughs> Luke Thomas. Um, can you tell me the intricate plot of the film, <laughs> the shortcut slash avoid the shortcut? Uh, yes, that would be my pleasure. So there's two brothers. Is it Toby's the young one? And then Derek, Yeah, I think, is the main kid. They've, they've called the young guy Derek. <laughs> <laughs> so Derek and his younger brother Toby and their mum move to a new town uh, and they start going to this school that is built next to a wood which for the last 50 years <laughs> has been famous in the town for having a murderer living. <laughs> no, not like... A like that, but that's a good point. Not a supernatural monster, not anything. A known man. Yep, Dewey Cox's dad. The one that says wrong kid died. He's he's the murderer. Is that who that guy was? Yeah. God damn. Because <laughs> I knew... He's in Cool Runnings as well. He's the villain in that. He's always yeah. a horrible man. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, anyway, this awful man lives in the woods and he's out there <laughs> murdering dogs. <laughs> So one of the boys goes through the the youngest, the, the younger brother goes through the wood and sees what is apparently a dog, but it looks like a wolf. Yeah. That's uh, been killed and then he gets chased away from the wood. And then the rest of the film is a bunch of teenagers trying to uncover the mystery of this, this horrible old man who lives in the woods uh, and what he might be doing to local dogs and teenagers. Uh, Luke, what did you think of... The scary Madison film, The Shortcut. I thought so much about this one. Usually I say I don't think anything <laughs> of it, but I thought a lot about this one. <laughs> I had a good time watching it. I'm not going to lie. Like, I didn't yeah. expect to. You were messaging me last night saying that you watched it with your flatmate. You had a great laugh. Yeah. And um, I put it on this morning at about nine o'clock. I watched it quite early <laughs> in bed. <laughs> um, <laughs> and yeah, I just, I don't know. I kind of... I love it as a relic of 2009. It's such a specific time. We were like a few years younger than the kids in this at the time. And obviously in Britain, yeah. it's very different. But like there's something about those flip phones, the horrible music in this is all quite funny. 
And me and you, we're no strangers to loving a student film. And this had big, big student film vibes. Yeah, it Nothing did. makes sense. Everything's <laughs> ambitious, but poorly done. There's no tension or anything. Nothing that they've aimed for, they achieve. And yet, it's probably the funniest film that Adam Madsen <laughs> have ever done. <laughs> There's a lot to say about it, I think. But um, yeah, I, I would say it's a bad film quite easily. But yeah. But I don't know what separates something like this from not becoming a cult classic and like the room from becoming a cult classic, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because there's yeah. lines in this that I was like, if I watched this when I was younger, me and my friends would be quoting some of this stuff all the time. Like the first time that the little boy sees the killer and he's like, do you like blood, boy? Do you like blood? <laughs> <laughs> he's just chasing him. Keeps saying Next it. time, it's your blood. Yeah. I'll swat you like a dog, he says to <laughs> <laughs> There's just so much like that that really cracks me up. Like Dave Franco sees the killer for the first time and he's like, well, he's not very handsome. Like, why would that be your first reaction to a creepy old man? <laughs> Criticize his looks. But yeah, I don't know. It, it's it's a terrible film, but like it flies by. And maybe this is just, I'm like buzzing off the fact we've not had to watch David Spade in something for a week. Yeah. But yeah, it was fun. What did you think? Yeah, I had a, a really fun time watching it. I put it on and as well... I don't know if it's internationally, but in the UK, you can watch this for free on YouTube. Just type in The Shortcut 2009. It's just there, the whole film. I thought from that and the fact no one talks about this, this is like very, very niche, even compared to what we usually watch. Hmm. Um, I thought this was going to be really boring and tedious. Uh, And you're right. It's got student film energy. It's nonsense. It's very boring for about an hour. Uh, with a few moments of brilliance. And then the last half an hour is just beautiful. Really yeah. Really, really funny. Really stupid. There's this this silliest ending, I, I think. <laughs> we've Definitely in a film we've seen for this. And I was having a really, really good time. I watched it at night on TV, lights off, few beers with my housemate, and we were having a hell of a time. It was mm. It was wonderful. So yeah, I don't know how to feel about it because it is a bad film, but I enjoyed it. Oh yeah, it's very bad. It gave me really big like being a teenager and flipping through the channels at like half yeah. 11 at night vibes. <laughs> like this would be on like ITV4 because it's really <laughs> cheap for them to show it or something like that in the UK anyway. But I can see why it came out and just did nothing and why it like flattened the scary Madison thing. And I, I can't remember if we spoke about it in the intro about what horror films we like and what ones we don't like, but this is the epitome of like why I didn't think horror was good as a teenager. <laughs> this is yeah. that exact kind of thing where it's just it is just shit. Because horror's made a massive comeback in the last few years, but whenever I think of horror, this is what I think of. Like mm-hmm. this is us as teenagers, it was all shit. All yeah. of it was really cheap and lazy and, and boring um and it was all like this kind of nonsense but it would have occasional moments of just being really stupid or really silly like um the orphan that kind of thing where yeah. like most of it's really stupid and then the twist at the end is that it's a woman who's just short enough to pretend to be a kid like that sort of vibe is heavy in this isn't it yeah they, that was like a whole era was kind of all right horror films that were just fine with a big twist i think this has definitely been inspired by that with mm. well i really want to talk about that right at the end i don't want to talk about it now but 
this does it's, have it's got a the twist. whole just like idiot characters and whatever and it's the reason why they kept on somehow making scary movie films like the parody ones is because the genre was just so stale at that kind of time wasn't it people yeah. were just like walking into rooms not turning lights on and just getting killed and then you'd be kind of glad that they did whereas nowadays you've got like Florence Pugh in Midsummer. was she was she smart in that <laughs> she wasn't stupid she wasn't stupid and she was just very that was like such a tragic backstory but you, yeah yeah but you do want her to survive I think there's a maybe something wrong a little bit of horrors now I, I I like to think of maybe the it film and 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 stuff like that that you want them to survive. You don't want them to die a horrible death. In this, I didn't care about any of them. I was like, they could all die for all I care. There's not a single person I root for. I don't like any of these kids. I think the person I rooted for the most was the old man. Mm. He just wanted yeah. to, to be left alone and they wouldn't leave him. <laughs> um, he just wanted to kill his dogs in peace. Yeah, he just let the man kill to his dogs. How did no one uh, notice all the dogs in the town had been killed? Fifty years. <laughs> So there was at least like what thirty dog tags in that like tin that he had in on the floor in his garage. So this is a a fascinating project in general. The fact that they made this and that they mm-hmm. made Scary Madison. Uh, did we talk about in the intro that it was his brother that wrote this? So I, I think so we Ad- just saw the name Scott Sandler or whatever it was, and we kind of just assumed yeah. it would be a relative. It always is very very little information about him online. I I took ages trying to research it. I did find an article by Screen Rant, which goes over how this whole like studio failed. Right. But yeah, it was written by his brother, but the original script draft was altered innumerable times during production. It was originally R-rated, then turned into PG-13. They wanted to avoid the torture porn label. I can kind of see that, though, because there's not really any blood in this film. I mean, yeah, it we won't go into it just yet, but someone shoots themselves in the head of a shotgun and there's no blood anywhere. <laughs> yeah, it's incredibly bloodless. They're, I'm not saying it's goreless, though. There is one bit <laughs> which is like really gory, but not, but really it's silly as well. So, though. Should we talk about that bit? Let's, yeah, I so don't not they, speak about it. I know, but we haven't even talked about the characters yet. <laughs> there aren't time. really any characters. There aren't any characters. So there's the main boy who we mentioned who he fancies the girl at his school. Mm-hmm. And she wants to get to an Ivy League. And that's pretty much her only character thing. And yeah, she's one mention of that and then nothing else. Nothing else. But yeah, the teacher's a bit condescending, like you might not get into one. But that's never brought up again, really. No. The whole thing with her is just like they want to go against stereotype because she's a blonde girl in like a short skirt. Yeah, but, but she's then, like, smart. They do kind of not show her as being that smart because there's like a scene where they're whispering in class and the boy's just like, oh, yeah, do you want to go here after school? Like whispering quietly. And then she's like, yeah, we could do that. Just like shouting really loudly. <laughs> the teacher just doesn't notice that this girl's just speaking at like normal volume. Where was uh, I can't remember where were the adults? Going. Yeah, where was everyone in this town? <laughs> it is amazingly empty. It's, and amazingly it's filmed empty. in a way that makes it feel like that as well. Yeah. So, what was the song that her and the main guy sing in the car? What was that? Um, I only know because I looked in the reviews, but it's by someone called Shwayji. Like Patrick Swayze, but spelt with loads of unnecessary H's. Um, and I think it was called Buzzing, maybe? Yeah, because I thought they I've were saying... I've never heard it before, though. I thought they were saying, like, 
Is it? It's, what's that Bussin. term? That gen- Bussin. <laughs> like to jizz. <laughs> That's what that means. <laughs> Is that what that means? <laughs> yeah, I think so. So they were like, yeah, we're bussing. <laughs> And they're like, just jizzing in the car. They jizz. Is they singing about jizzing? But no, they're both rubbish characters, and that yeah. plotline's a bit. Is did she go out with the giant jock who's in this film? No, she goes out with someone. I think I want to say he's called Scott, but you never see Scott on screen. He's like an right, okay, an unspeakable presence. I thought the twist was going to be that Scott was like the killer man, or the old guy. <laughs> She's dating an old man. <laughs> so... She's the one that gets the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> so there is a giant jock character who's introduced and he's wearing what what do you call those jackets letterman letterman, a letterman, jacket. Yeah. A letterman jacket so he's wearing this big letterman jacket he's 40 years old yeah. he is huge he's seven foot tall and he has arms the size of legs <laughs> but when you think of letterman jackets as well in films they're always red and white but this one's yeah. purple this one's it's very purple. purple. They do that thing that all films in America have for some reason. I feel, I call it the grease effect, where people just wear the things that show what kind of character they are, but they wear it like nearly all the time. Yeah. So he's like doing a stealth mission at the end to go to like the garage <laughs> to see what dog killer's doing. And he's like wearing his letterman to do it. <laughs> yeah. Did you find it interesting though that he was just a really, really nice, chill Dude. Yeah, he's all right, actually. <laughs> We're an hour into the film and he's still just looking for his fucking dog as well. Yeah, like the whole plot is basically this guy's looking for his dog. He enlists like some nerds, some goths, some some like knobhead <laughs> other kids, teenagers and whatever. And you think that he's going to bully these guys. Yeah, he's, he's just normal. He, never... he just wants his fucking dog. He's and just a fucking dude. <laughs> there's a bit as well when um, he mentions to, was her name Christy, the blonde? Yeah, girl? I think so. He mentions to her, like, my dog's still missing. And she's like, oh, Tammy? Like, everyone knows this guy's dog. <laughs> it's a real character in the town. <laughs> It's so funny. <laughs> then there's, there's Dave Franco, who's like, he works at a fast food restaurant, which is also like, it was a weird looking fast food place. You just go up to a window and yeah. shout your order through. It was like a kiosk. Like yeah. A, just like a beachside kiosk. But I don't know what this town was like. Whether this it's, was like a beach. This is a town that has a murderer that lives in the school. Yeah, the town <laughs> is just the forest. Um, <laughs> he They worked at a place called Scoopy-Doo. So I'm guessing it was like an ice cream place, Scoopy-Doo. And yeah. Dave Franco is just a small, smug, very American boy. Yeah, he's he just really says things annoyed. like, Dude, that totally sucks. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> All the time, his head's always moving. <laughs> his head is never still. He doesn't jingling still. around. He's a he's a very annoying boy, and yeah. then there's also another woman. I don't know her name. I don't know her point. The point oh, of her yeah. character. She's just that. Who is um, she? She's she, very snarky. Yeah, and she fancies Derek. That's the thing is, at the end. She fancies him. Oh, she fancies Derek. I thought she yeah. fancied James Dave Franco, not James Franco. No, sorry, no, Dave Franco. Because I think. Um, Christy says to him, you know she likes you, right? Or something like that. You're the only one that doesn't notice it or something really cliche like that. But hasn't he lived there for a week? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, he hasn't been there long. But also, I think she says her whole motivation as to why she's doing this. She's just like, oh, I'm really bored, so I'll come help. She says something like that, and that literally results in her like breaking into houses just because she was bored. (laughs) <laughs> we'll get into the finale in depth 
but I'm glad we've established our characters. But um, our other characters is a framing narrative <laughs> stemming back to the 1940s. <laughs> and that's where this the film is the opens. Best part. Right, I didn't even know at the start that it was the 1940s. I only worked out the second time they did it. Um, oh, it came up in big letters. It was like Scary Madison and then 1945. So uh, what must have happened is that I must have said Scary Madison. I must have turned like talking and then looked back at the screen because I completely missed the that. intricacies of Scary Madison and Madison 21 yeah, I was like, to your flatmate. Yeah, I was like, so Scary Madison is basically an offshoot of Happy Madison <laughs> that only lasted one film and I completely missed this key detail. <laughs> I just thought they were kids at the prom. <laughs> Something that's where they were in old timey clothes. Well, it opens as well, like this 1945 bit with like a, I don't want to say swooping because it's very slow, but the camera's on a crane as these two characters are walking. And this shot stays for quite a while. And I think in their heads, they're thinking it's like the opening of The Shining where that car's going through the forest, what all the ice and stuff. But instead, it's just two people from far away. And it looks like their voices are overdubbed and you can't see any acting or any performance. Yeah, yeah. You could just hear them saying like, what a great time that was at the prom. And then this is moments after we've seen it, say 1945. The guy then says he's going out to fight in Germany and that they've got to stop, <laughs> <laughs> they've got to stop the Nazis in 1945. Famously, the year the Nazis were stopped. I, mean, I, mean, I think right. he succeeded. I mean, okay, all right, all right. Let's give the film the benefit of the doubt. No, Maybe we can't was... as well because I've looked on IMDb at the goofs and it says that it's a homecoming prom and they take place in like autumn or something oh, like that. But that was still like maybe two months this I don't kid, know. This rapist kid probably didn't know that, like, whatever was going to happen. Oh god! Fuck's sake, that's so stupid. It's so dumb, yeah. And he's gone. <laughs> he, I think he comes back in 1953, so he's over yeah, there for does. eight years. Is that two two tours? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't I know don't, how the I, army works, but he joins, he's been there a while. He, he joins the army for a long time. Um, is that though the second part where he talks about going to the army? I can't remember. No, he says it in the opening straight away about right. Okay, like because he's in his army uniform as well. Yeah. I think. But yeah, he's he's going over there. He tells her that I think that's why they're like breaking up or something. But then yeah. he tries to like rape her in the forest. Yeah. Then, that comes out of nowhere. Yeah. But also we can kind of see why because he's the the big twist, what it actually results well, one of the big twists is that he's the killer. Is he the killer? Right, okay. So yeah. that... Right, I'm an idiot, mate. Yeah, I no, it's badly notice. done. I'm pretty certain that's that... what it is, though, because he's the one that comes back, and then the brother is the little, the little one who was the killer. The little one who's the and he's been chained killer. up like a dog. Right. Okay. So <laughs> there's a bit of a, a bit of a twist that the guy who we all think is the killer the whole film is actually keeping the killer on an absurdly long chain in his basement. Uh, but he's actually not as bad a guy, but he's still a bad guy. So he's the rapist from the start, because I assume the rapist just ran off, and then the... Okay, right, okay. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm pretty certain that's what the that's what the reveal is. I mean, the, like, the only thing really connecting it is like an almost faceless man who you've just seen in Shadows, but there's the army uniform. Right, okay. And then he so... comes back and stuff. So the other thing is that it's supposed to be a mirror image of the uh... ending. I don't think you're right. <laughs> I'm looking really? at this. I'm looking at this and it says Dougie and Irene are leaving the homecoming dance. 
the couple take a shortcut through the woods uh, and then she injures him, so he leaves. Then a young boy, Benjamin, attacks him. Uh, Benjamin's the killer, but then the other guy is called Ivor. Or Ivor. I, Ivor. I'm guessing Ivor. it's Ivor. But, oh, yeah. really? So it's not him? That's not him. That's not... Because that guy's not a bad guy. <laughs> like, he tries to rape him. her in the he forest. Does, that's not him. No, no, Dougie's a bad guy. I'm saying Ivor isn't a bad guy. No, Ivor is a bad guy. He's not a bad guy. He just scares kids. He shoots someone in the ass and he's been killing dogs, hasn't he? No, because hasn't his brother been killing the... Is he feeding his brother the dogs? Yeah, he's like, bring, like... he must be bringing the dogs at least. And he says, all, he scares the little boy about, do you want blood and all that stuff? Like, yeah, I think... yeah, but like, who hasn't scared some kid? Like... <laughs> I think Ivor is still a bad guy. He just has a I... weird change of heart at the end I... for no I... reason. Ivor is a bad guy because he's been helping his brother, but he's not the rapist. That's Dougie and Dougie's gone forever. At the start I think it would have been better because it would then be a mirror image of what has happened later on in the film. I agree. But That's unfortunately... why I it as well. Yeah, no, that was, that was just Dougie. Anyway... She inches him, he runs off, and then suddenly a little boy comes along and he fires a catapult right into this girl's head. Yes, (laughs) literally the stupidest death that I've ever seen. It it involves a fucking slingshot on a rock. (laughs) Dennis the Menace would be a murderer if this was the case. Would would that work? How strong is that? Yeah, what is that elastic band? (laughs) Oh my god. That's crazy hard to do that (laughs) move, right? Like, she, and it, Rick, it looks like he's shot him with a fucking gun. Like, yeah, his aim must have been fantastic. Back. Anyway, she, so this girl dies and we're in the present. So you thought it was the fucking brother and I thought it was the present. <laughs> Even though <laughs> we both didn't understand the fucking opening. <laughs> Whatever. Oh uh, and then there's a really long animated opening sequence with like loads and loads of chains appearing. Yeah, TV style opening credits really, isn't it? Mm. Because again, before we watch this, I think we've glossed over this. I didn't even know who the villain would be. I thought this might... I didn't know who was going to be ghosts or... Yeah, that's what... what I was hoping for. I was hoping for something a bit more... I'm so glad it's this. I'm so yeah. glad it's this. Just it's two so low men. stakes, isn't it? Yeah, just <laughs> yeah. these two... What would they be? It was 2009 that this came out. So I think I worked out last night they'd be at least 70, probably older. Well... That's how old the crazy one is, whilst Evo would probably be about 75, 80. That's nice. So they're really old. They don't look that bad. Considering one of them's been locked in a basement, he looked all right. I don't want to uh, give this film too much credit, but this film has near a very similar premise to the film X, which got a lot of acclaim <laughs> last year. And I was watching it, I was like, this is really, really similar to X, which again... Two old people, one who's fucking crazy and the other who's helping them, but not helping them. And then set in this weird rural community with a weird farmhouse and then all these teenagers just start getting killed. Yeah, there's a little bit of But X is knowing. (laughs) X knows what it is and is good and stylistic and has good actors in it. Whereas the best person in this is definitely Dewey Cox's dad. Yeah, (laughs) Evo is phenomenal. I love that guy. He was so good. I've I've written many notes about that guy. Basically, he's the highlight of the film. He's so fun. He's so ludicrously evil when you think yeah. he's evil. And yeah, and then he's, he's actually fine. Bloke. He's fine straight away as he's changed of heart. He so shoots he goes... a girl in the leg and then tries to stab someone. And then he's like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. 
It's literally I like that sketch in I think you should leave. <laughs> I don't want to be around like, anymore. <laughs> It's literally that. You're saying you don't want to live because you shot a girl in the leg? I don't know. <laughs> and it's so good because they all think this guy's killed. I feel like I'm all over the place with this review. Yeah, but this film is, it keeps flashing back constantly. As soon as this, like, tension gets the tiniest ebb, the tiniest little build-up, then next thing you know, it's 1963 or something. That's true. So basically, after this opening scene, we go to the present, and then the little younger brother, he doesn't have a bike, and he's a bit of a freak or whatever, mm. and he has to travel through the shortcut, and he goes, he sees this big corpse, and he, and then we get the line like, Do you like blood, boy? <laughs> <laughs> this is great. And then it's 1946. The little boy and- gets very close to the dead dog as well, by the way. That's worth mentioning. It is worth mentioning, but it pays off at the end. He's about to stick his finger in the maggot, I think. (laughs) I couldn't believe that was a dog. I've I've written down wolf. I assume wolf. It's huge. I would go like at least like a mutant fox. (laughs) At least. So the flashback says about this boy who's criminally deranged, but he's the son of like a rich family. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the Hartleys. Uh, Everyone knows the Hartleys. Everyone knows the Hartleys. (laughs) It's <laughs> a line in this. It's so rubbish. <laughs> and so he's just fucking crazy or whatever. And yeah, so I just find it crazy. They all know this guy has been yeah. maybe murdering, definitely murdering animals and probably murdering kids and, and people and for I think 70 even, years. <laughs> yeah, and like medical professionals have been in there and everything, haven't they? Because there's a bit where he's like, institutionalized? You son of a bitch. I think he's... <laughs> His dad says that. Yeah, he chases that guy out of the door. Yeah. But like, this is this film has existed in a world where the police, ambulances, don't any exist. social service, nothing exists. No. no one is investigating this. Like, well, we don't even see like a town or anything. We see Scoopy Doo and we see a big forest and a school. That's all that there is in this world. There isn't much, is there? I, I wish mean, I knew where it was set and I could look at the geography of this a little bit more. But I can't be bothered. But, but even then, like, if I live, if I live next to a school and I lived in a weird farmhouse and there was a wood right next to the school and I was killing people in it, someone would report me or call the You'd police. Assume like, so, wouldn't you? But that, to be fair, there was a guy who lived down the canal near my house. Yeah, and he had like I don't know, like barrels full of like dead geese. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was fucking crazy. I'll message my dad about it because I actually can't remember. So, Dad, do you still have the geese? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, when they're working at Scoopy Doo, they're dressed like minions. Yeah, like little blue dungarees and yellow tops. Why do they do this? Like, so the whole point is that the younger brother got traumatized by this old dude in the woods and this old dude scared him Hmm. uh, and he's a bit freaked out by it. Also, the big jock guy with the Letterman jacket. uh, He wants his dog. He's the only one with the motivation. Fair play to that guy. Got a good motivation. Why is anyone else doing the things they're doing? There's no reason for it. I remember when I was younger, I was around my friend's house and his sister and her friend came in and they'd just been flashed over the park. A man got his knob out. Jesus. I didn't think me and my friend are going to go out here and find that man and bring him to justice. Go to his house. I'm going to go to his house and say, did you get that out? 
Yeah, like Wouldn't he probably what? just do it to us. Like, yeah, what? <laughs> the old man so, would traumatize them. That's that's what I don't get. So they go to the house initially, just uh, Derek and Letterman boy. Yeah, and and they get he chases them out of there with like a big axe or mm-hmm. something. Yeah, and um, I would never go back. No, ever. he said he's going to swat them like a dog, and they know this guy kills dogs. And he goes to their their restaurant and he says, "I want a dog." <laughs> and he's like, oh, "With mustard and onion." <laughs> that's amazing. I'd say, well, you've already got Tammy. Keep her and don't come yeah. back. There's oh, also God. a grandma. There's a grandma character who remembers all the murders from when she was younger, even though yeah. these people have never met Justice. I thought she was going to be the girl from the start because I was like, "There's no oh, way a yeah. person could die from a catapult to the head, right?" <laughs> And I assume that maybe there'd be a flashback. She wakes up and she runs off. And then she hears stories about this boy. I'm like, I don't know. I thought... Oh, it would be relevant. Uh, well, yeah, we both I... obviously had lofty expectations, thinking that that Cause... first scene was foreshadowing something. But all it was was that this kid has a good slingshot. Why introduce this grandma who looks like she's got PTSD about it and then go, <laughs> oh, yeah, she knew them, the people from the start. Why didn't you show Granny earlier? That would yeah. have been so much more impactful. Everyone knew them, it seems like. Yeah, everyone knows this. Where are consequences in the world of the shortcut? Oh god, um, I love this film. It's gonna be so sad when we put it in the pit in twenty minutes. So yeah, the shortcut doesn't look like a shortcut. By the way, there's not really a path. It looks like you have to go over a fence to get to it. Yeah, there's no road or anything through it. It just looks like a forest. I mean, to be fair though, I've like there's bits of this near, like my hometown and stuff. There would be like, oh, just nip through this. Fucking what, they filmed wood. this in Sheffield? Mate, I wouldn't be surprised. It looks like it. Like, all the dirty forest bit. Do you know that... Um, random tangent here, but did you know that in The Flash, you know all the supermarket stuff? All of that was filmed in yeah. Wolfram Cross, where, I'm, where I grew up. Shut in up. In the Turkish food centre. Really? Just before the pandemic. Yeah, because everyone was saying... Because we saw all the Warner Brothers trucks, there was like loads of pictures of it and stuff. It was yeah. when you came, to, came down for the stag do that led to us doing this... Podcast. Do you not remember us all going on about how the Flash was being filmed in Wolfram Cross? Mate, we that like, was oh my God, three gonna years ago. That. Yeah, but come on, that is monumental. What a thing to talk about. Why do I remember um, that? <laughs> I don't know because you're a big Ezra Miller fan. Um, <laughs> not, and... not their acting, <laughs> just <laughs> their actions. <laughs> but yeah, they. Everyone was saying that they were going to use Wolfram Cross to double as Russia because it's like really run down and shit. So everyone said, "Oh yeah, it's going to be Russia." But it turned out they just used the supermarket that they oh, could have done anywhere. Why they could have do it there? I don't know. I think they shot a lot of it in London because most of Central City just looks like Leicester Square and Holborn. But yeah, I don't know. They um, randomly shot the supermarket stuff there. That's awesome. They shot the full Monty in <laughs> Sheffield. Well, yeah, it's set in Sheffield, whereas that <laughs> scene in The Flash, they're not going like, oh, can you go and get some tomatoes yep. from Waltham Cross? <laughs> I'll have you know Sheffield has been put on the map uh, by that, that motherfucker, whatever his name is, in the world of theatre. The Moors, is it? The no, the not the fucking Mormon, <laughs> the Moors bastard. Head. No, um, Richard, whatever. He's written that play at the, the edge of, at the Edge of Sky's Edge or something. Or the, whatever. I don't think the title would have Edge in it twice like that. Fuck's sake, give me a second, bastard. Richard? Standing at Sky's Edge. Never heard of it, mate. 
Oh mate, it's it's taking the theatre world by storm. Is it? I was in I was in London. I was in the National Theatre. They're playing it there, and there was all like little statuettes and little models of all these rundown flats from Sheffield. And I was like, <laughs> "You London fucking gentrifying cunts!" <laughs> Anytime we need some poverty, <laughs> yeah, they're like, Sheffield. "Bring bring these fuckers out!" And then let's wheel Robert Carlyle out to make There's him like. News. <laughs> oh, have I told you about the situation with the bins in Sheffield, mate? Full of geese. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my dad's asking why. <laughs> Shut Who's up, asking? I'm, reco- I'm recording a podcast. <laughs> why is he so worried about the geese? No, I'm, I'm trying to remember. I might have got that bit wrong. I definitely oh, remember him having like... Typical. Uh, but, some of the bins. Yeah, all the fucking bins in Sheffield, they've been painted and they've got like little illustrations on it. It's like, put it in the bit, the bin... It's written in like Sheffield slang, and it's in pissing bin. me off. Like that. In, in bin, yeah. And I'm just getting a bit like I'm getting a bit wound up by it. It's like it's like fetishizing Cultural Sheffield culture. Which... <laughs> no, is because it's our culture, man. <laughs> like your culture is that you've got like what a sauce, and you're all moody. No, but uh, hey, I don't. I'm agreeing with you, you motherfucker. I'm saying people are getting a bit too obsessed. Oh, they're with getting carried away with it. They're getting carried away with it. It's too much. Like out there, you you step you step out there, and it's people. You you can't walk two. You can't seconds. move for people going about Henderson Reddish. There's tourists everywhere. Hendos. Be like Hendos, Hendos. Everyone's Wednesday. going on about closing the lead mill. Yeah, yeah. You, you can't. Everyone's you've, talking about it. You've got a everyone's been Meadow Hall. Lead mill. The trams. It's a nightmare, mate. It's a nightmare the out there. Z bus or whatever it was you told me about, and. The Z bus, the X5 <laughs> from from Sheffield to Dunnington. The BMW X5 bus. <laughs> oh god, what a place! I don't know. I'm getting a bit wound up with Sheffield recently. I'm just hmm. like, move away. Feel like people. Are... I might, to be honest. I'm getting a bit wound up with it. It's I think just you're like... too big for Sheffield, man. As if physically, want... yeah. <laughs> now you've got that sweet, sweet body build. <laughs> you stick out such like a big body, like a big thumb. <laughs> you fucking horrible man. I'm trying to see if I've got a picture of this fucking bin. Oh, whatever. Who cares? It's just my little moan. I just find it annoying. Yeah. Um. Whatever. Oh, yeah. Like, look at this. Tech it, it home. Oh, no, I don't. Yeah, I don't like that. Fuck off, man. It's in Comic Sans as well. <gasps> I've just seen the artist to someone I know. <laughs> <laughs> no. Draw G's. I know that guy. <laughs> I've just noticed his uh, logo in the corner. <laughs> oh, whatever. Fuck off. Stop putting this Sheffield shit. He's a you seller. Know, like, you go the to a guy's market. a fucking hack. You know, if you want to be like really big in Sheffield mm. you, uh, as an artist, you just have to create like a blank piece of paper and put like, it'll be right. And then you can sell it for 20 quid as a print. And it'll oh. take you two minutes to do it. And every That's motherfucker dead. in Sheffield has some Sheffield bullshit like that in their house. If I look around here, I will find something. Mm. Anyway, I'm just getting, I'm just getting pissed off. <laughs> yeah, it's sad. I'm not here for nationalism and like being proud <laughs> of where you're from and stuff. I've never felt that. I from when I saw am. TFC in the flash. <laughs> it's the first time I felt a swell of pride <laughs> in my life. <laughs> yeah, but I've been to Waltham Cross and it is destitute, mate. It is miserable. It's bad. It's only got worse. Has it got worse? Yeah, I remember last seeing your dad. It's really run down. I remember seeing your dad and your last time I was there, there was a drugs bust. I forgot to say that I was walking down 
I parked my car like further into like the resident bit where I used to live. And I was yeah. walking down to meet my mum. We were going for lunch. Lovely kebab down there, by the way. But oh, um, a car went past and I noticed these two women were wearing bulletproof vests in it. It was just like a regular car. Didn't have sirens on it or anything, but it was obviously plainclothes police. And I didn't really think much of it. And then me and my mum were walking past the Weatherspoons, obviously. And there was, and it was the one you'd seen my dad at that time. Mm. And there was just like seven very nondescript cars. We're talking like Ford Fiestas, that kind of thing. Like nothing impressive. And everyone in it had bulletproof vests on. There was like three people to each of these cars. It was like a parade, like probably six or seven cars. We're talking like 12 to 15 people all in it. And one man's car was being searched. And he just looked like a local drunk. Like there was nothing to it. But fuck knows what they were doing down there. Did they find anything? Ezra Miller. (laughs) (laughs) They had one of those. I haven't haven't heard anything else about it. They had one of those drug dealers. Is it like those parts of a car that a drug dealer can just like click it and then yeah, they have that compartment. They have that for just Ezra Miller just stuffed inside. (laughs) (laughs) With tomatoes. Um, Yeah. So there's a a fake out murderer, which is pretty cool. Um, There's a sword covered in blood by a bin. Is there? (laughs) Yeah, because, yeah, so they go to the restaurant. There's just a big sword or an axe just covered in blood. <laughs> and the guy, the, Derek looks at it and he's like, oh, my God, puts it down. And then he sees Dave Franco. And then oh, Dave Franco yeah. gets beheaded. <laughs> yeah, the shovel. And, yeah, with a shovel. So Derek jumps over the fence to, like, whatever. It turns out it's a fake out. It's actually yeah. them all messing around. Uh I, I was saying though to my housemate, like, there's nothing on earth that would make me do that for him, like my housemate. Oh, for Dave there's Franco. Nothing. He's just said something no, about for, like, definitely not for Dave Franco. I meant a dog for Will. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fuck Dave Franco. You wouldn't I mean, just do it in for general. No, I wouldn't do it for you. I wouldn't do it for anyone. Like, if I saw I'd you do it get for you. No, you wouldn't. Yeah, if you would. saw me getting my head beheaded by a shovel, you wouldn't jump over a fence to. Don't you work for a charity? Towards... Aren't you supposed to help people? You'd be over there doing first I'm aid. I've been yeah, stabbed do and for... you're doing like mouth to mouth. <laughs> Chest compressions on the wound. Ow! <laughs> oh, I thought the bit was going to be that every single first aid thing I, I do, I just have to do mouth to mouth. I'm going to cut. stabbed his toe and then you're there kissing him. Just any kiss bloke. Like... <laughs> any bloke, I just need to kiss you. Now. Make sure you've got oxygen in you. <laughs> you doing that today, Franco. Very good. <laughs> Um, yeah, that bit is funny when he fakes his death, though. And he's just like, say you're sorry to him, man. Say you're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and then whatever. It's a fake out death. And then they go back to the house. And the little boy is what? Dressed as a scout? What's he doing? Like, I don't know. He's, he's just like this kid's always sat on the stairs. He's yeah, always he's... in hallways. He's always lurking. He is lurking, but he's he's dressed in a certain way because they all uh, Dave Franco and the girl start ripping him for no oh, yeah, reason. Yeah, they're already horrible about him doing like a race and being too small. And yeah, stuff. he's like, you're too small. You're like Toad in Mario Kart, and they're like yeah. roasting him. And the kid's just proper annoyed. And Do you know what my note was like, here? What? They're all bullying his little brother. Why? I bet he becomes a dog killer next. That is also what I wrote. <laughs> except uh, I wrote kid playing fucked video game. He's shooting oh, people yeah, he's playing in video too, game. I, I bet he's going to end up deranged. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely written by someone's uh, mum. 
Yeah, I know. The classic uh, grown-ups, if you've played Last of Us, you're not playing real video games. Video games are rotting your brains. Men, women and children, bullshit. Yeah. Yet again. Uh, but we are going to get to that later. We're not talking about that now. Mm-hmm. Can I just talk about, there was one part where they were all sat and having dinner. I think this might be going back a little bit. Derek, the brother, the nan and the mum. It was the yeah. bit you spoke about where the, the nan had had some Something. Know, past yeah. trauma. Did you notice that they'd really added really loud footsteps for the mum whenever she left the room, but no one else? No, I did <laughs> When the mum's like, oh, I'm going to go and do the dishes, you just hear like, like horse steps going out of the room. And then, yeah, no one else has it. And then the nan goes like upstairs. And then the mum says, Why don't you go and help your grandmother to the little boy? What's he helping her with? Go to the toilet. The kitchen's behind them. We've seen the kitchen. Like, what's he going to help her do? Get ready for bed. I don't even know. The little six year old's going to change her clothes. Anyway, I don't know. That's a very a, good point. <laughs> yes. confused me. This film is just all like human beings not acting like human beings. Yeah. So I want to know why her footsteps were so loud, though. That's all. That's my big thing. Yeah. And also, why when they go and spy on Ivor, why they hide behind a random boulder? That was like straight out of Scooby Doo. That was like really they were, like, le- spot like, to hide, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> we get another flashback uh, to 1953, and then. The, the boy from earlier, the crazy boy, is just dragging a corpse through the through <laughs> a very open field in the middle of the day. And then his mum comes out, he's like, help me. Yeah, very slowly dragging this body. Really slowly dragging the body. And they get caught and then the dad kills the friend of this whatever. So mm. we're establishing that the family has been covering up for this crazy kid's murders or whatever. Yeah, stupid. Stupid. I mean, I was saying this, like, I love my brothers, right? I love them. But if they murdered anyone, I'd probably just call the police. Just tell or I, them. Yeah, I'd tell on them. And especially if they killed multiple people and were clearly insane. And a dog. Own, and a dog. That's just killing dogs. I'm getting rid of them. Um, a few kids is fine, but I draw the line at a dog. There's a <laughs> scene where, I think we've missed it, where I, I don't know what actually happened in the scene, but like I had a bit of sensory overload at the 2009 of it all where i think derek was speaking to christy maybe and he like texts her on his flip phone he's wearing wraparound shades there's a horrible synthy song playing that just sounds like do you remember 303 i do not remember 303 what the hell's that um they had that song that was like don't trust a hoe never trust a hoe a a hoe won't trust me do you remember that no oh what I know, I had a bit of a... You're still in this phase, to be fair. You're wearing, like, lots of wristbands and stuff. (laughs) Um... (laughs) What the fuck does that mean? That's what they used to do in that sort of time, like, shag bands and stand for racism bands and stuff. Oh, God, yeah. There was a lot... Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm living it, mate. Do you never wear wristbands? (laughs) Not really. I never talk about my... I never. Yeah, I've got a watch. We've got a watch. You never wear a little wristband? (laughs) Not really, no. Um... Let me find the song and I'll play it down the microphone. Yeah, I might remember it. They also had a song with Katy Perry. Actually, no, I think Katy Perry might be in this. Don't trust a hoe. Yeah, don't trust me. Right, here we go. Very, so this is 14 years ago this came out. 2008, but close enough, right? Yeah. So I was too busy listening to like Beethoven and Mozart, I think, at the time. (laughs) (laughs) 
ass with the tights underneath. I got the breath of a last cigarette on my teeth. Oh. And she's an actress, actress. but she ain't got no She's got money from her parents in a trust fund back east. The tongues is pressed to your cheeks. Well, my tongue is on the inside of the I can only hear the voice. I can't even hear the <laughs> There's not much music, that's why. Vegetarian. Yeah, yeah. I was a vegetarian kid, so I used to get that fucking line shouted at me as a kid. Thank you for Everyone bringing up past trauma, mate. Thank you. Mate. <laughs> yeah, all the songs sound like that. I I wanted to do this. Um, I forgot to message you because we already had enough homework for this episode. But I wanted to talk about the things we hated the most in 2009 because I think we just grew up in a bad time. We did grow up in probably the worst time. Um, There's not going to be like a Stranger Things style show in like 2035 that looks back on no. 2009 fondly, is there? No. I like. Okay, I can reel off a few things I didn't like. I didn't like the sock hat things, which would you would have yeah. balance on top of your head with your fringe out and you'd hang the back of your uh, beanie out like a sock. It was yeah. either that or a dappy hat. You have the flaps. Which, the flaps or one of those big... Tra- I don't know if this is popular everyone, those big trapper hats, like a... I had one of those. Yeah, me too. Like a Russian hat, you would say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Why was I wearing that shit? purple one. And long hair. Of course you did. Yeah, I had long black hair, very greasy. All right, T-shirts that were like a V-neck, but that was like a different colour with a button. Top Man free for £10 T-shirt. That's what I was going to say. Yes, The Rihanna T-shirt, do you remember this? Um, there was yes, always one kid at a party that had that Rihanna with red hair T-shirt with chinos. Definitely, yeah. And it was like um, when One Direction were just coming on X Factor, <laughs> and everyone tried to dress like that. Yeah, and everyone had the windswept, windswept, windswept hair, hair as well. God, what was? Uh, I I owned hair Blackberry. Do you remember the Blackberry phone? I did. I used to own a Blackberry. Goodness, Being what quite else nostalgic was... about it, actually. Could we go back? Yeah, maybe I kind of loved it a little bit. Um, Paranormal TV films. Messenger bags, so you know, like yeah, a, I had one of those. Yeah. I had an Atari one. Did you? I had a Star Wars one. Uh, oh, no, nice. I had a, I had a Mighty Boosh one as well. So I was mm. that kind of fucking loser. Yeah. Uh, stretcher earrings, although I didn't get one of them. But no, they me were. neither. The Twilight then, films. Uh, yeah, the Twilight films were huge uh, for us as, as kids. <laughs> I used to have like a black fringe that used to go in my eye, and I remember some kid at Cineworld World being like, "Oi, Edward Cullen." <laughs> <laughs> roasting me <laughs> you being really thoughtful and shy yeah I had a big belt buckle I don't yeah. know why I really had a, quite a few belt buckles at this time I think yeah. I refused to wear like any trainers that weren't Converse yeah I had mainly Converse which is um, a shame I don't like Converse now really I don't I think they make my feet look too thin <laughs> yeah and they're not comfortable they're, they're not like comfy. denim shoes they're flat and they have yeah. holes in the side. They're no good. Yeah, I don't and understand shoes. them very much. Yeah, I can't think of anything. Panic at the Disco. Yeah, that kind I of quite shit. Liked Panic at the Disco. Yeah, me I too. Still yeah, like like Fallout Boy and whatever. That's close enough. Yeah, I remember bad. the worst side of it though, being seen. Do you remember that? Mm, it's like a genre. I, I hated scene. That was bad. That was like there was a band called Attack Attack, and I remember it being the worst ever music video ever, where everyone just yeah. looks like the person described and they were just headbanging. i remember like really bad memes 
and really bad like reaction faces, like troll faces and all yeah. that shit. That was a horrible era. Like, did you so did you funny. have somewhere where like all of the like if you I don't know what these sort of people were that you'd call them, but like where everyone hung out and thought it was really cool. Yeah, uh, that was. <laughs> oh god, this is really nostalgic. That was uh, for me and and in my town was. Uh, the pit top, which again <laughs> sounds very like northern miserable working class. It was the pit top, the pit tip, or Tesco Hill, and it was a big hill in Dinnington, uh, which used to be the old colliery mine. Which after uh, Margaret Thatcher closed the mine, they just turned it into a big uh, green hill, a big with, place like, for emos. <laughs> yes, all the all the emos, all the like scene kids, all those like kind of weird, weird fucking kids would all go up there and would all be like drinking vodka and stuff and smoking weed in tents hmm. and just causing a ruckus. And yeah, that was that was where all the either there or Triangle Park right. <laughs> would drink white lightning in the park <laughs> on the swings. It was horrible. I think back yeah. and I feel sick. <laughs> yeah, it's sad. I always think about when we all used to hang out like where did by you the hang stream. Out? There was just like a few parks near our <laughs> school and stuff. Everyone used to just go. And then I remember always hearing like, oh my God, this person fell into a K-hole down there. <laughs> 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 they used to love going in K-holes. And then if you went to go on like a bigger pilgrimage, everyone would get the train to um, Camden, which yeah, okay. I mean, I still That's do cool. quite like Camden. It's quite good. But like when you were a kid, it was like you were doing like the emo mecca. You were doing like your <laughs> big, big trip there. You were going to buy a graphic T-shirt and go in the yeah. weird like cyber dog shop. I remember going to to Camden when I was a teenager, and I thought it was like the coolest place Best, I'd ever been. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, I feel like Nolfielding. Yeah, everything there smells of weed, and you're just like, oh yeah, god, this is this feels this like the authentic heaven. experience. Yeah. <laughs> and I went there. I went there fucking like a, a few weeks ago and it's all it's still de- yeah. decent but i i get i don't really care about it as much as i used to but that magic yeah. going there for the first time was palpable weird isn't uh, it i used to um always think of london as this very exotic place as well as a teenager <laughs> like i remember going there for one of the first times as a teenager and i saw robert webb walking out out of the coach window and i remember smacking on the window <laughs> like, oh my god it's the guy from Peep Show. It's just like being in Disneyland, isn't it, boy? I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. We're seeing real celebrities. I know. I would have asked him for an autograph as well. I was very cringe. Um, I had the most... I don't think it was 2009. It's a bit later, maybe 2011, uh, experience in Camden where I was walking down the street with Joe from Real Boys and lovely. a few of the others, Nico, the gang, and yeah. um, I just saw a small <laughs> you named woman. one boy. <laughs> the, all three of us, <laughs> the gang. Um, I saw a girl with orange hair, and I was like, I'm pretty certain that was um, Hayley Williams from Paramore. And then we all ran back after her. And, I mean, it could have been really bad if it wasn't. Luckily, it was. It so was? We, it was, yeah. We got a picture with, with Hayley Williams. We're all oh, looking sick. really sweaty and weird. I was out of my emo phase by then, but I still look creepy. You you looked really awful when you had that that era where you were wearing braces. Like it looks good now, oh, you've got yeah. good teeth, but because you were, I'm guessing you must have been self conscious. But all the photos, you're doing this weird like 
Yeah, I just used to smile with my mouth closed all the time. I did that as well. I was really self-conscious about my teeth, so I'd always be like, yeah, and I'd just like a fucking twat in every The ones where you can see the braces are worse, though. I'll stand by They are worse. (laughs) You did look mental with them. Yeah. I used to hate my braces. Again, more nostalgia. I used to... I don't know why, but I used to always break my braces. I broke them (laughs) seven times. (laughs) I think... Maybe because my mouth was closed all the time. They weren't like getting the air that they needed or something. <laughs> but I went to um, a gig in Camden, actually, at the Electric Ballroom. I saw it was Enter Shikari, but they had this support band called Let Live, who are, they're yeah. still quite, I mean, they're not together anymore. They're quite a good band, but like they were pretty heavy. And I remember thinking I was like, oh, yeah, I'm brave. I'll go in the mosh pit. And I think someone headbutted me and my braces snapped. I had to stand oh, through the no. whole concert with this brace like digging into my cheek and obviously it was already like eight o'clock at night or whatever so i had to like get an emergency dentist appointment the next day but i had to like sit with like a paper clip digging into my cheek for the whole day it was fucking horrible i just think the 2009 in general i would describe as greasy dirty everyone was taking bad photos no one had any shame Mm. everyone was shameless everything Um, was a bit bad though as well like Everything was bad. You can't look back at like music from that time. It's not very good. Yeah. Fashion was horrible. Fashion. Films were, I mean, there was some good Fine, films, but... but there was a lot of bad ones. Like we were all still getting excited over like Transformers and stuff. <laughs> yeah. And I just think, I don't know, looking back, I'm not particularly nostalgic about, I am a little bit, but I think it was a very ugly, horrible era. How and... funny would it be to like go to like a museum though and just see like that Top Man t-shirt? <laughs> it's gonna be only a matter of time like i, I think what we should can we can you still buy this shit like those horrible t-shirts and stuff you I must know must what would you shop. even call it had three buttons didn't it yeah what i always say but if you really want a microcosm of the uk in that era the in-betweeners was it like that was yeah. what it was like to be an awkward teenager in this horrible awful era where fashion was dead and everyone was just fucking stupid and edgy yeah. and it was just awful i think simon in the in-between us wears the t-shirt that we're talking about i feel like i can see him yeah. wearing like a yellow version maybe in definitely the definitely and you know what i'm gonna say one last thing about 2000 nickelback are fine you know like i feel like <laughs> people they made a meme of how bad nickelback were and everyone was like oh nickelback are shit like mm. they were fine they weren't the best but you know they they ruined their career for no reason like yeah. from these fucking like p edgy fuckers trying to be like, oh no, that's so shit. Ugh. All while Coldplay were just winning their way through everything. Exactly, Coldplay should have survived. <laughs> no, but instead, in this, everyone's just wearing big polo shirts. Did you notice that? Yeah, yeah. There's a bit where he goes to like the guidance counselor, and like Dave Franco and Derek are talking in the hallway, and they're both in little polo shirts, and then they go to the guidance counselor, and he's also wearing one. <laughs> I don't fuck with polos. I never wear them really. I don't. Think. I only really wear them on like holiday. I haven't had one for a while though. I've got one for work. I sometimes wear that, but 
no, that's I the thing. Sometimes they do feel a little bit worky or a bit primary schoolish. Yeah. But yeah, definitely. I've got I've got one that I wear. I mean, we can really talk today. We're both wearing vests. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> sure enough, have we even mentioned that we're both wearing vests? Oh, no, no, I was saving it for real fit boys. <laughs> All right, ignore me, ignore me. We'll talk about it later. God, so. Yeah, so I think this is the point where they all break into the house, right? And yeah, it's a fucking creepy house. There's mannequins of shit everywhere, mm-hmm. and there's like there's the like classroom, the classroom of mannequins. They're like, Sorry. oh yeah, <laughs> they're all like, oh, why would he have this? And then Dave Franco says, uh, homeschooling, I guess. But if you homeschool, you don't need to have mannequins of all the <laughs> other students. Yeah. And there's like a loads of lines on a board, which is so like Bart Simpson kind yeah. of shit. I will not. I will try not to harm my teacher, who was <laughs> clearly his mum. Oh, what an awful, awful kid. He's been harming his mum. And then they, yeah, it's it's a very disturbing house, obviously. But they're exploring it for ages, and then they find an old man chained to a bed. Uh, and What's Dave the Frank first thing like, you do when you see an old man chained to a bed? You ask at least five questions. Who are you? Why are you here? What happened? All of these things. But instead, they just start like, oh, we'll free him. (laughs) Yeah. And like, there's a few things here. Like, everyone knows this family, so you should know the lineage. There's definitely two of them. Mm. Whatever. How did this guy get a chain that long? (laughs) Massive chain. Massive. massive, What would you call the thing that it's on? Like a spindle? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) big old thing of of chain it's so long and it's really funny because they flash back again to the past i think this is the end to be honest and Mm. the boy again is on the chain spoilers the old man is fucking the horrible crazy boy yeah slingshot boy yeah but he's there with it just around his neck but it's really loose yeah really bad he could get his head out of it couldn't he easily get it out but he's like being kept by his brother and he's too insane to to live yeah but he wants to be freed though and he's just shouting pull the lever <laughs> pull the lever but yeah so he knows exactly what to, what to do and how to how to escape the, the the thing yeah those kids are stupid for doing that like Dave franco's like within ear range of this man who's obviously damaged and he's like do you think he's like a sex slave or something <laughs> <laughs> So rubbish. And like really close to it. That's the part that Adam Sandler contributed. You could just tell. Yeah. I think one of the girls was like, why don't I call the police? And then the old man's like, we don't have time. <laughs> what are you on about? Call the, call the fucking police. They don't give any reason why they're not calling the police as well. No. Like they could one of them could be doing that as everyone else does other shit. Also, the whole um, thing was that Derek and Christy are like on lookout for if the old man's coming back. So yeah. they would have told him, oh, yeah, he's coming back, if he was coming back. But there's yeah. no, there isn't any of that, I don't think. No, there isn't, but uh, I they can't remember. They do see they... him come out, but I don't know if they phone him or if they just chase him instead. They might have chased him. I can't, maybe they don't have signal, they can't connect. Maybe, I can't yeah, remember. that's always the go-to, isn't it? <laughs> As well, they're just walking with this, this long chain. <laughs> I sort of thought for a second that they thought that the chain was just going to be long enough that this guy could get to his house. <laughs> He's right, he is chained, but at least he's free. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> it's, like it's, it's crazy long how long that chain goes. But either way, you'd just leave the old guy there and be like, right, I think we've collected enough evidence now. We need to get out of the fucking house and we yeah. need to call the police right now. There's we'll come back an old for you. Man chain. 
we'll come back for you, don't worry, but we can't break through. But no, they go, we're going to break the chain. And this leads to the greatest scene. Best part. The last scene's also very good, but this is very, very good as well. Yeah. Where they've got the chain over a bit of wood or whatever. It's the boulder that they were hiding behind earlier. The boulder from earlier. (laughs) And then the guy's going to sledgehammer the chain. The big, the jock is going to sledgehammer the chain. Dave Franco's holding it back. The old man's in front. The old man then yanks it forward as the hammer's coming down and it hits Dave Franco's hand. And it is so funny what happens to his hand. (laughs) How would you describe the shape? (laughs) Well, I've gone for Dave Franco's mangled hand is a a great punk name. (laughs) But it looks like, the only way I can describe it, right, so we're in like a bit of a, um, what was it called? The cost of living crisis. So that's yeah. going on in the UK. A lot of vegetables and produce was fucked at Christmas. I don't know if you remember this. It's been a few months now. In like Sainsbury's, for example, they would sell these things called like imperfect carrots. Yeah. His hand looks like five imperfect carrots, where they're just like bent and curled around. It's like also yeah. a baby hand. Yeah, very he has plastic. like a, a very plastic baby hand where one of his fingers is doubled in length. Yeah. <laughs> like... It's flattened. It's been rolled out like dough. Oh, God. It's so crazy. Like, I wish we had a a way of showing it in the podcast. But obviously, it's audio-based. But it's so (laughs) good. Like, it's the craziest-looking hand. I couldn't stop laughing. That was one of the biggest laughs I've had from any of these films. The look, the state of the so much. You never laugh when you're watching things on your own, usually, do you? But I was genuinely like, oh, my Jesus (laughs) Christ. And it's just so, like... It is gruesome as well. It does work in it's, a I don't know bit. if it does. It's the it's hand out of Scary funny. Movie too. That's what it is. It's the take my strong hand hand. They've literally just got that. And yet <laughs> again, just... there's no blood. There's, there's just no blood. hand. But it looks like a perfect weird baby hand or something. I don't yeah, know. It looks like he's just now got a deformed hand that's healed. He yeah. doesn't have any... It's not being yeah, It looks like he might have had it from birth. But I don't know. Part of it works a little bit. Because I was, I was going, oh god! Like, imagine looking at your hand and it's that's what it looks like. It's so that's worse for me than it just being like a bloodied pulp. He deserved it. He did deserve it as well. He's such a shit. Yeah. Uh, and then the old guy is clearly Freeze himself, clearly evil. He frees himself and then he kills the the jock and Dave Franco with a hammer. Yeah. And now he's using a chain whip. I genuinely think if they'd have shown the murder in grisly detail with loads of blood, this would have been actually a quite good film. <laughs> that, would have, <laughs> that would have remedied it. The fact they cut away is cowardly. Mm. Um, they do that they a few times, times though, don't they? Yeah. With like the dog as well. You just hear like, wow! Not that I want yeah. to see the dog getting killed, I don't. But I don't I want would, to see it. I'd but... see the jock get killed by a chain whip. Yeah, I'd love to have seen any of that. Um, so they then chase the rest of the teenagers through the woods there's a bit of a fairly fucking disturbing bit where the guy's got the chain around the blonde girl's neck mm. and he like and the Derek's like, Don't do anything and he just snaps that, her neck. Yeah, that is a yeah. bit a little bit gruesome, but again, not much blood. It's quick, yeah. it's stupid, quite pointless. But before that you've got the bit where Ivor comes back, he chases yeah. Derek and the board girl. Oh, yeah. She literally gets shot in the ass by Ivor. <laughs> he shoots her and then his aim's terrible for the rest. And um, she falls into a shallow grave full of bones. 
and then hides under all of the bones really quickly as if it's like a duvet. There's like a perfect sheet of bones over her, which I don't think would really work. And then <laughs> and like you, in... <laughs> you gonna say like when Jack no. did under his duvet? No, the, the estate agent came around. <laughs> no, I forgot about that. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> uh, my old housemate had a, we had the state agent come around who just hid perfectly under the duvet and like flattened his whole body. <laughs> so he would have to talk to them. But no, uh, I I was just thinking like the bones at the top of the shallow grave would be really like they'd be covered in blood and flesh, wouldn't mm. they? <laughs> and like organs and dog bones probably aren't even that big. But on this they were yeah, massive, massive. But as well, so she's down the hole. Either he leans in. And it's dark, so he gets a lighter out, and somehow this lighter is like the world's most powerful torch, and it really lights up the hole. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like Harry Potter with his wand doing a little spell. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little lighter. Oh, it's so stupid. It is stupid. And then Derek gets the upper hand over Benjamin, <laughs> the crazy brother. Mm-hmm. And then it's very clear, this is just a very old man who could very easily get killed by... By yeah. Derek in about two seconds, and he nearly smacks him with a big hammer. But then Ivor shows up, and then he kind of goes, "Yeah, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> like, <laughs> we've been doing it so long. I don't want to do it." So he just shoots his brother dead. All it's taken is like one bad weekend though for him to call it a day on it. He's been doing it for ages. Like, why would he stop now? He hasn't I'll had just... any reason to have a, a change of heart. He hasn't met anyone that would change him. Yeah. Personally, I'd just shoot the brother and then live my life. <laughs> Why would he yeah. kill himself? Don't eat the bullet yourself. It was so stupid. That weird change of heart. Yeah, it's so Finding stupid. the humanity is so weak. I mean, that's off kilter, but then the next thing that happens is even more off kilter. It's so good. It finally seems like our heroes have found safety. They're making their way out of the shortcut. Um, Derek and unnamed bored girl. When all of a sudden, I think they're about to kiss. And then you hear the squelch of a knife going in. She drops down, and who's there? Our little gamer dog-poking brother. What was his name? Hugo? <laughs> I think it's something like Hugo. I can't remember. Toby. Oh. It was Toby. Oh. So it turns out Toby's Toby. a killer. And then we're treated to just some throwaway lines that are like, do you think we'll get away with this? Well, we did with Dad. <laughs> <laughs> So is the Derek's face is so good. So the older one, when the girl gets stabbed, he just looks so like, oh, oh again. <laughs> so like annoyed. It's like someone's like broken his PlayStation. Yeah, proper and... how you feel when your little siblings do something a little bit annoying. Uh, <laughs> so which relatable. I thought really worked. I was like, oh, this is so funny <laughs> that they've moved because like, it turns out Toby is just as crazy as Benjamin is, and mm. he his brother's been covering for his murders. What a fucking crazy twist to this Stupid film! Twist. I mean, I can see it coming nowhere, but also you can see it coming somehow. They set, they set up Toby as this like crazy kid, but I loved the ending to this. I thought it was not clever, but funny. Yeah, really it was funny. funny that they did it, but so stupid. I feel like as soon as that twist happens, though, you can literally like hear Scary Madison getting shut down. You can hear the keys getting handed back to Adam Sandler. It's so good if you look at it as like a student film because you know the pitch was. So there's a brother and a, a younger brother who are both old and they've been murdering people in the town. 
Mm. And then we've got a brother and a younger brother who move to the town. And then they try and investigate it. And then right at the end, the twist is that the young, the new younger brother is also crazy. And yeah. everyone's like, let's write this up. That's perfect. And then Adam Sandler looks at his younger brother who's pitched this film. He's like, are you trying to tell me something, bro? <laughs> <laughs> is that what the whole thing's a metaphor for, do you think? Yeah, he's killed his career. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> trying to ruin things. He's had to bail his little shitty brother out yet again. <laughs> oh, God. This is so weird. Such a weird film for us to be talking about because this is nothing like we've ever seen. And I it's think... not, but I was just thinking, if this, if the best parts of this were blended with the best parts of um, Becky, it probably would actually be a decent film. Yeah, I agree. Like, it's like the kills in that were quite fun, but everything else was a bit dire. Yeah, so this the same twist? Yeah, <laughs> just with more gore, I guess. <laughs> so you've got Kevin... Right, so basically what we're going to do is... Well, you've already come up with something I haven't, is a make mine happy Madison. Happy is in... Not scary. <laughs> yeah. Because it's usually Make Mine Madison where we take a serious film and make it uh, funny. Hmm. Uh, you're right, though. This, weirdly, if you mix two non-happy Madison films together, that would almost be funny. So you could have Kevin James yeah. as the Nazi, but then you've also got a secret Nazi brother who's the big Nazi. If the twist was that he was communicating with Adolf Hitler in his basement, then that would have been fantastic. <laughs> and then Becky's step... Did he have? A... Did she have a little stepbrother in that? Nah, she was like an only child, wasn't she? Oh, no, but who... Yeah, yeah maybe was... she did, yeah. She had a, a dad's girlfriend's son. Yeah, that was it, yeah. And maybe right at the end, the son kills her stepmom or something. Mm. And then she's like, for God's sake. And then, I don't know. Her little stepbrother lifts up his sleeve and there's a swastika tattoo. <laughs> he was about five. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he's been turns out he's, a, he's a Nazi this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> that twist would be about the same level as the one in this to be fair. <laughs> I think any film which has a kid should have the reveal that they're a Nazi. <laughs> that was a twist at the end of Stand By Me, wasn't it? That one of them was a Nazi the whole time. <laughs> oh, God. I don't know really how you could make this funnier because this, for me, was one of the funniest ones we've done. It is Besides making funny. it broader. But, but you have a pitch. Yeah, I've written a little paragraph. Do you want to hear it? Yeah, I'd love to. It's, it's quite different. I won't tell you what the name of it is just yet. I'll tell you the story first. Uh, okay. Adam Sandler and his son, played by Jared Sandler, moved to a new town. The locals all avoid an old house down the road, but Jared visits it when he's on his paper round and is curious. So he, I think he's like a 30-year-old man, but I like the idea of him playing but, a boy <laughs> doing a paper round on a bike like the kids in It. <laughs> Steve Buscemi lives there, and he's an eccentric old man who seems harmless enough yeah. until they find out that he has a son played by Taylor Lautner, who believes that he's a dog. Oh, so this is... Wasn't he a werewolf? Wasn't, wasn't um, yeah, Steve Buscemi... Yeah, Steve Buscemi was a werewolf in Hubie oh, Halloween, was Hubie it? Halloween, yeah, but also Taylor Lautner was one in Twilight. Taylor, yeah, so there's loads... This is great, there's mate. Fucking levels to this. But yeah, so he's just a human who's like... Kind of like on those like Channel 4 sex documentaries when they have like the dog fetish, but there's nothing sexual about it. It's just a man and his son who's a dog. It's just taking that idea of the boy, the kid being chained up in the house 
But right, I see. Maybe in this sexy, film, sexy Taylor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's still ripped, even though he's just a dog. <laughs> maybe it's about him like getting out of the basement and like taking him into like the town, <laughs> trying to get him to <laughs> become a human. Stop being so. What Jared? A buddy film between Jared Sandler as a paperboy, yeah. Taylor Lautner as a dog, <laughs> like a man who thinks he's a dog. Yeah, and it's called Benny Dog Boy because <laughs> he's still called Ben, obviously. Like his iconic character in the shortcut. <laughs> That's a really good idea. It incorporates a lot of the themes of this film, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I feel like I would watch it. Yeah, I'd I'd watch that. I mean, we would have to. But... Yeah, especially if Steve Buscemi, like everyone's saying that he's like the local freak and stuff, but he's just normal, but he's just embarrassed that his son thinks that he's a dog, but he's also Think... enabling it. Yeah, he's chaining him, him up. in a doghouse and stuff. <laughs> I, yeah, so... I don't know. I feel like it's quite... I don't know. So he thinks There's he's a dog or... He thinks he's a dog, or he is a like. Is it him? I being think made he thinks he's like a dog. dog. I don't. I don't think I want him to be like identifying as a dog because that will give too many people too much to okay, latch yeah. onto with this. But so is Steve Buscemi making him do this, or is he? No, wanting I to think do maybe this? he's had some sort of trauma, and now he thinks he's a dog. Right, and obviously, is he killing anything in this? Is there any murders, or is it more of a buddy um, film? Yeah, he kills a bird. Like a dog would. <laughs> He's chasing squirrels all the time. <laughs> Shitting on the floor. <laughs> Hates the postman. Is he wearing clothes? Is he naked the whole fur? He's, he's glued loads of fur on his body. Every time that um, Steve Buscemi has to cut his hair, he saves the hair and then he sticks it to his body. Okay, okay. How are you going to avoid showing Taylor Lautner's penis in the film? Well, dogs only that only shows when they're excited. I know, but he's a man. He's a human man. <laughs> and also, dogs' cocks don't just show when they're excited. They're there all the time. What are you on about? The lipstick comes out when they're oh, excited. Right, so, all right, I didn't say he's erect. Cock, just <laughs> like, How are you going to avoid showing his erection? <laughs> maybe you cover it with the newspaper. With the fur. He's got loads of the fur on. I don't know, maybe he's got like a jumpsuit that he wears with fur on it. Sort of onesie. It stinks. How's it so sexy then? The problem is, I feel like this also is more scary than the shortcut. Yeah, that's way scarier, yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. I'm sort of picturing it being a bit like he enables it in the same way that the dad and brother do in Fifty First Dates, except that this isn't a real medical condition. Or like he's just a dog. Yeah, he just believes he's a dog. It's got a bit of the animal about it. I mean, yeah, I, I hate imagine hilarious suing. Yeah, like yeah, and then he falls in love in town with a person who thinks she's a cat. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. No, he falls in love with an actual dog, and that's when <laughs> that's when everyone needs to step in and stop him. It's one of those dogs from like the nineties where he had to make the dog look like a girl so the dog wasn't <laughs> gay. Boobs. So it had like a fucking bow in its hair. Yeah, it's got bow and fur boobs. And then it ends with him going to school for the first time, even though he's like thirty. Thirty. He has his first day in school, and then um, I don't know. Steve Buscemi's like, "Oh, how was your first day?" And then um, he's like, "Oh, it was a little rough." And then he's. That's the hint end. is that he's becoming a dog again. <laughs> That's rubbish, man. <laughs> what? Uh, I like that as the uh, ending. I do like it. It's very good. 
How old was everyone in this film, by the way? They all look quite old, I think. Yeah, I've just Googled. So uh, the one that we didn't know, Shannon Woodward was 26 in this. Mm. Yeah, one of them was... Uh, the main guy was fucking hell. He was like 28. Eddie Franco really was old. playing kids for ages, though, wasn't he? Like in like Jump Street and stuff and Bad Neighbors yeah. and whatever. I feel like he was he was probably 30 in those films. Yeah, I mean, he was born in 1985. So, yeah, he's old. Yeah, he's like 40. Yeah. That's mad. Do you have anything else you want to talk about no. in regards to this? We've spoken about this so much more than I ever would have expected. All right, so uh, we're approaching the plane of wherever the castle and the the pit reside. There is a bit of a shortcut which we can take. Uh, the shortcut is a bit dangerous. There's loads of dog murderers down there. But that will take us right to the castle where this will be celebrated with Hoobie Halloween and other spooky films like that. Or we could take the long path uh, with our, and throw the mangled corpse of this into the pit where it will rot with... Have we done any horror, any other scary films? I think Becky's in the pit. Is it in the pit? Okay, so it'll rot with Becky. So where are we putting this? Know. We'll have to look back at that. But the um, castle of the pit. I wish hard. you could separate like the experience of watching it from what it actually is. Because on a technical basis, this is very bad. I'd have to go with what it sets out to do. Because it sets out to make a horror film. And I don't think they thought it was funny. I think they thought it was the start of a new franchise of Happy Madison that was going to, like, make their money for really cheap films. But instead it, like, collapsed the whole thing because it's just, like, really poorly written and made and acted. And I don't know, like, you don't Ridiculous like... Any... Sixes, Ridiculous Six is in the castle and that thought it was a comedy. Yeah, and we <laughs> laughed a lot. <laughs> and we, and we spoke true, about, like, the gang with the eyeballs and stuff. And... <laughs> I wasn't jumping at this, but I was laughing. I don't think it achieves what it's set out to do, but it's by no means a difficult watch. It flies by, it's funny, and I I feel like I would tell people to watch it, but only if they were like maybe watching it in a group and knowing that it was like quite shit, but in a kind of strangely charming way. Yeah. As a relic of 2009, it's there's something good in it, but it's not a good film. So I think I'm going to have to go with throwing it into a pit of bones where it can hide under the bones until someone <laughs> puts their light and near the hole. Oh. I know it's tough. I want to say Castle because I, I base all of these on my experience watching it and I finished this and I went, that was so fun. Mm-hmm. Like, it is fun. It's fun to watch. It's fun to experience. I, I had a good time watching it. Not necessarily for what the original artistic intent was but i still got enjoyment from this i think the pit is for things that bring no joy or or anything like and that's why we moved eight crazy nights and that's why like the animal i want to move the animal i enjoyed the animal i've said this for a long time i feel a bit wrong about putting this in the pit because it suffered enough Like, no one talks about it, no one cares about it. It failed, it bombed this whole production company. And it's it's funny. It's got, like, yeah. a, a funny twist, that hand. Yeah, no, I get what you mean, but it does have Dave Franco in it. Yeah, Dave Franco's pretty good, isn't he? No. <laughs> no. Yeah, I guess, I guess it's not a good film. If it goes in the pit, this is the highest film in the pit for me because of genuine yeah. life, I didn't, I enjoyed my time watching it. So I don't want to put it in there. But if you're insisting then I guess it'll go in the pit. I think in my head, there's a section in the pit 
I'd call it like the Andy Dufresne section where like it's in prison still, but like it gets to enjoy some classical music and a beer on the roof every now and again. And I think right. this is there with like Grown Ups 2. Grown Ups 2 and The Animal are and slowly tunneling. as well. Yeah, they're slowly tunneling their way out behind a poster of uh, fucking... Salma Hayek. Big Salma Hayek in the pit where they're <laughs> rotting, but they can slowly dig out and maybe in a couple of years this would be appreciated more. I- I'm never going to see this again, but no. I would encourage people to watch it because it is fun and it's free and it's all on YouTube and no one's really seen it and it's got such a silly ending. Uh, it's a fun curiosity piece. But yeah. saying that though, now that if people have listened to this episode and then they go and watch it, are they going to have as good an experience when it's when we've spoiled all of it? Uh, the Hand is No, probably not. I mean, if... Just Google The Hand. Yeah, just Google the picture the of the hand. The watch the ending. carrot hand. Just go on YouTube, watch the last 20 minutes, and it's yeah. really fun. And to you be don't fair, really... there is a lot of mundane stuff to skip through. Yeah, to be fair, I was kind of bored in a lot of the first hour. Yeah. And we haven't really spoken about any of the things the characters actually talk about or their interpersonal relationships, because it's not there and it's really badly written. But yeah, yeah I love that fucking ending. And I love the old guy. The old guy's so good. Like, <laughs> Both of them, they're both good. <laughs> well, it's fun anyway. I mean, I think it does deserve a place in the pit. Yeah, It's there with our lovable pit films and not our yeah. worst films Luke Thomas has ever seen list of yes, which films. Is, which is on my uh, on my wall right now. Probably yeah, yeah. out of date already. Like, there's yeah, loads well, we've of seen things. stupidity since then. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. The shortcut has taken a shortcut straight into the pit. It's going to burn in there, but... God, we're going to love to watch it. There's only one more thing left to do then, isn't there? Hit the gym. (laughs) Cue theme. They are going to be real fit boys. Real fit boys. Real fit boys. Welcome to Real Fit Boys, which is the part that we do at the end of every, every what, two episodes? Yep, but going forward, maybe every episode, because we're only going to be <laughs> releasing them monthly <laughs> from now on. Because everyone's been giving us such positive feedback. <laughs> no more games. <laughs> no more games. It's crazy because not a single person has spoken about this to us ever. No, no Sh- Stu Munro mentioned that I said that weighing 12.5 stone is um, a, child's a child's weight or a baby's weight or something. <laughs> That's his he called weight. me Posh Luke, which I found very offensive. I mean, I found that offensive because... I'm not fucking posh. You're not fucking posh. And I'm not fucking not posh. <laughs> posh Luke and Tramp Luke. Yeah, like, the what's the opposite of fucking posh? Like, yes. a fucking... <laughs> <laughs> Posh and Bex Luke. All right. Yeah, I just want right, for all our for all our listeners, just if you're from the north doesn't mean you're not posh, and if you're from the south doesn't make you posh. That's some kind of elitist fucking bullshit. I don't know though. Have you seen Full Monty, Billy Mad no not Billy Madison, Billy Elliot? Billy Madison. Yeah. <laughs> Staples Everyone of the Northern in those is poor. Is there any media where the North is like affluent and powerful? 
There isn't any. <laughs> we're always, we're always yeah, even like Game of Thrones in the fantasy yeah. world. It's still fucked up north. Yeah. It's really cold, and everyone speaks like really weird, and there's no yeah. culture. And loads of spice addicts are trying to break down the wall and come in. But say you're right. Like they never portray the north of England in a in a decent way in any media. They always say you can't polish a turd. Anyway, yeah. So we're doing talking of polishing turds. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to get good. <laughs> Yeah. Um, how's Real Fit Boys going for you? How's your fitness journey? Not that bad. So this month I've been uh, doing this steps for Miles Refugees Challenge. So I've been doing a lot of walking. So I've been doing more walking than I have like proper weightlifting and stuff. To be honest, the last two weeks and stuff, I've been sticking pretty close to my diet, cheating occasionally. Uh, some days though, I'm not updating my fitness pal. Like, <gasps> So I'm, I'm coming back like day two days later to try and fill in the gaps oh uh, you're still doing it though i'm still doing it exactly this is the thing i'm just doing, doing it in a but... more like sort of luke thomas kind of way i guess Where yeah it's late, it's late and heartless kind of <laughs> like, yeah no heart to it uh i don't know I've, I've not been as like focused as i was last month which is a bit annoying but these things are like waves on a beach you know you just you go with the tide and like some days you you're you're all fucked up and then the next time you're listening to v-shred or whatever on the toilet and i don't know i'm all right but you know you sound a little bit deflated i think no i'm not deflated completely i'm just like like the other day i went to the gym i was doing stuff and halfway through i was just kind of like what am i what am i doing (laughs) like what am i doing and looking back on that what how how what would you say about that gym session was it like a bad one or what it was just like I was just not not caring. I was just like, what's the point? Why am I doing this? I could be at home in bed. And it was a bit like my gym playlist kind of went off and then suddenly I was listening to Mad World. Oh, yeah, you <laughs> told me about this. You told no. me about the time you were listening to Mad That World. was awful when I listened to Mad World after the gym and I was like, what am I doing? Like, what's the point in anything? Well, I'm you see, the, the thing with that, I think, I don't think there's such thing as like a bad gym session. <laughs> Okay, I don't think yeah, there is, I mean... no, because if you're going to the gym, you're trying, all right? Yeah. So don't put yourself down with that, because there's people there that aren't going to the gym at all, that are never going. And there's there's a version of you that never went to the gym, isn't there? In a parallel yeah. world or whatever. There's one that just kept on eating those biscuits. But you're tracking your calories. You're doing it late, yeah, but you're still doing it. And that's the point. If you keep on doing it and keep moving forward, you can never go backwards. <laughs> Are you gonna carry on? <laughs> Your little speech. <laughs> that was that was I have a song that I listened to on my weightlifting motivation playlist. Okay. Weightlifting motivation by Daniel Mendez 83 on, on Spotify. And right. there's one one of the songs is called like Intro by Nuff Said, and it's literally just like a song and it's got clips of from like time from in, uh, inception I think, I feel or whatever. Like I've heard this. And Maybe it's like, from you. It's, it's fucking like, um, not Arnie, Sylvester Sloan being like, you don't do it, you've got to get to yeah. the top, you know how you do that? You wake up, and when you wake up, you got to wake up again, and then you got to get your ass out of the door. And it's so it's not like, wrong. Um, I know, but some days, you just want to just sit down and not do anything. <laughs> and, <it's> so... <laughs> and that's where my head is at the moment. Also, I'm going on holiday, like, uh, I'm going to Barcelona next week. And I just can't be fucked 
because I'm soon going to be absolutely bathed in sangria uh, yeah. and sun, and it's going to be. I, I get it. I don't know. I I'm going to keep going until I go on holiday, and I'm I'm obviously going to go when I get back, but I'm not as punched up as I was uh, maybe last month. But but that happens, and I I think I watched someone talking about that where you shouldn't expect yourself to always be the best all the time and you could sometimes have a bit of a shit time but as long as you still keep going that's the most important thing what about that's you what was, that's what i was just trying to tell you in i know speech. in your in your weird enough said speech <laughs> <laughs> there's there's you can't have ups about the downs <laughs> <laughs> if there was no downs on a hill it would just be flat land <laughs> yeah <laughs> just be... you can't keep going on up and up forever otherwise you'd hit the sky Exactly. We need peaks and we need troughs. Exactly. We need we need the south. We need pros- to prosper. No. We need to have something to compare it to that fails the north. <laughs> but uh, yeah, me, I'm I'm still kind of the same, I guess. I've just kept kept my routine. Today we're recording on a Thursday. I've been to the gym three times this week already. Bloody hell! Might go tomorrow. We'll see. But I'm still out of work and stuff. So like, I have a lot of free time like my job at the moment is literally editing the sandler pit <laughs> and real boys that's all i'm doing that and the gym but i've got more obsessed and i think i'm gonna find it hard when i have to go back to work and i can't do gym stuff what's weird though is when because that's another factor that i didn't mention is that i've been busier at work and i've had like a few more extra additional hours extra shifts Couple of days so off, what eh you went to Newcastle for a few days off, didn't you? But yeah, I went to Newcastle, and again, when I was there, I was like eating like a little, a little animal, and yeah, I was just like not exercising, not doing anything. I think that's a factor. If I if I leave Sheffield, even what like for one minute, I just fall off for like a few days when I get back, and I can't get back into the rhythm as back quick as the I routine. Want to. Yeah. yeah, I always give myself a weekend off at the moment. That's what yeah. I'm kind of doing, but I don't know if I'll keep doing that. You know what I think you should do next week? I think you should go every single day in the week. Like mon- well, Monday to in- sa- Sunday. Monday to Sunday. Seven days. Monday to Sunday. Seven days. No, fuck that. I've got three days work. Well, I've got four days that I'm working next week. And yeah, Friday, go after Saturday, work. Sunday, I won't be able to do it. Because I know they're going to be like 14 hour days. Ah, okay. Okay. Why don't you go tomorrow and the, the next Sunday? I, I might go tomorrow. And then I might, next week, I'll go all the days I'm not working. Ghost this Sunday. That'd be miserable, wouldn't it? Yeah, I don't you've know got like a, do that. You've got family and, and a wife. And <laughs> <stuff>. <laughs> like, I've got stuff. You um, know what's interesting? I've been to the gym before at like about 7 or 8 p.m. on a Sunday. That's a fucking weird crowd, mate. That's a really weird crowd. That's like really lonely yeah. <laughs> people. It's depressing. I don't even like going at that time anymore because it's just a bit weird. It is weird. I, I do want to speak to people in the gym, but I can't bring myself to do it because I kind of want to know, like, why are you always here? Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, I'm between jobs at the moment. So, like, I get it if that's what you're like. But, like, there's a lot of people that look like they should be doing something else, but they're just there all the time. But fitness is massive now. Like, people are obsessive over it. And it's – I mean, we we – barely care and we care like a lot now (laughs) it's weird and you've got a lot of these voices now on online which are telling you like you've got instagram being like oh you've got to look this way so like loads of people are just like oh i need to get a six-pack or abs which i'll never get and it's yeah 
I tried to turn it off, but obviously, like, because of my work, I always have that bit of my mind where I'm like, oh, I bet this person would love to be on this TV show and stuff. And with Love Island being so massive and a few other things, there's just that, like, Love Island body, isn't there? Yeah, I see people in the gym and I'm like, you definitely are doing this to try and, like, get (laughs) into that. Especially because, I I mean, I'm in Essex, so, like, everyone here fucking wants to be the next, like, yeah, I'm Jeff from Essex, I'm 27, and I love fucking bitches and doing (laughs) (laughs) sit-ups. Yeah, Yeah. there is a bit of that aspect, I reckon. Then I've barely ever had a conversation with any guy in the gym, Mm. Uh, even though I'm a bit the same. I want to talk to them, but also there's a few absolute total dickheads who go to my gym. They're like old dudes who will start doing like a, I don't know, lifting some weight and they'll be like screaming as they're doing it. And it's really off putting people who just barge it past you and stuff or hog the machine and they're just on their phone. So I'm spending most Mm. of my time just feeling quite bitter when I'm at the gym. I'm like, why are you being such a prat? And then you end up in the fucking sauna with them and they're all talking about like politics and, and Andrew Tate and, (laughs) Of like stuff like this, and you're like, I don't want to oh, hear this nonsense. That. I so, think that's what I like about my gym is that it's quite a lot of like young, quite young people. Yeah, and I think it's quite new, so there's not really that many people that do that sort of thing. The crowd all seems quite nice at the moment, but that's all the things I was worried about when I was signing it can up change, to the gym. Yeah. I, the only conversation I've properly had with anyone in there is some random guy coming up to me and saying he liked my tattoos and asking who my tattoo artist was. And then he booked in with my tattoo artist, which was nice. Aww. And he told me the next time I saw him. And he nice. and he was just a very nice, nice man. But like, yeah, I don't really have too many chats in the gym. I know a lot of people, though, who go like, and they'll get spotted by people in the gym or they'll get people to help them with stuff. Or they'll yeah, there was a guy that did socially. that in And um, he was asking someone to help him. And I don't ever understand it. Like, this guy's got, he's got big arms, like, fair play to him and whatever. But he does a thing where, like, he'll be on, like, the chest chest press machine. And mm. he'll obviously set it to a weight that he can't do. And I know they said, like, you're supposed to do higher weight for muscle yeah. gain, whatever. But, yeah. like, I can tell this poor kid's fucking really struggling. And he gets someone to lift it for him to, like, push it out. And then he just holds it. But he's like shaking like a shitting dog. Yeah. And he I've does it for ages. Do and I just watch him. He looks like his glasses are going to fly off. He's just sat there doing it for ages. And there's me like, I'll do quite a light weight, but try and do quite a few reps of it or whatever. Mm. And I just look at what this guy's doing. And I think, are you enjoying this? Or do your arms the, just hurt constantly? What's the word for that where you go to the highest weight and you don't do many reps? You just do like a few reps on the highest weight he's you not can. even doing reps he's just holding it he's just shaking <laughs> like fuck yeah i don't get it i mean what i usually do is i try and find the highest that i can physically do so i'll i'll go to the highest that i can't do then i'll go a little bit lower until i can finally actually do it hmm. try and do as many reps like 10 reps of that and then maybe go lower uh i'll just track how high i went to see if i can get higher the next time i go or whatever yeah but yeah you're right there's some fucking weird you see some weird exercises when you're at the gym like that like i don't know what benefit that could possibly be just holding yeah, it i don't in place. know what that is like he's got big arms so he's obviously doing something right but i don't know if it if he's just 
seen something on instagram or youtube that's like made him think this is the way to do it now um and there's some awful resources of how to do exercises and everyone they all contradict each other don't they yeah i think you were talking about earlier how all the comment sections just people arguing and everyone's talking about steroids and everyone's just like (laughs) it's just so contentious for no reason it is weird Uh, yeah everyone thinks they know best don't they because at the end of the day, it's lifting a weight up and down, going slightly uh, higher until your muscle grows. And that's it. Like, Yeah, it hasn't it changed. Is, but so many people want to become personal trainers and they want to become uh, YouTubers talking about it. I mean, fucking hell, we're such hypocrites. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but we're doing it. We're from... sat in vests talking about it. Our unique selling point is that we're not fitness people. Yeah, We're I both couch potatoes that are trying our hardest to... <laughs> make something of our podgy bodies (laughs) yeah and i mean Um, there's there's absolute loads of of stuff that's shit on there and i think you mentioned earlier v shred who i I don't know who it is but i know you hate him v shred isn't a person v shred is a company that's hired a a model who's very good looking to be the face of the organization so you'll watch a a few fitness stuff, and then you start getting recommended this fucking guy, and this fucking guy will be there doing a fucking one arm pull up <laughs> or something, and he has the most perfect body and a beautiful face, perfect hair. He's just gorgeous, this guy, hmm. and he's going. Do you think I did all this by eating vegetables? No. And then he'll just get off the machine. He'll just start eating a full <laughs> pizza. He's like, look, I just eat a full pizza like you fat fucking. Is he an actor? Idiot. Do you think he is an actor? Yeah, because. I've watched some of his fitness videos out of hate because I hate this guy so much. I might check him out. They're so bad. Like one of them's like, I think I saw Greg Doucette who's, have you ever seen that guy? I don't know. I don't think so. Greg Greg Doucette, he's kind of like, he's really muscular and like obviously riddled with steroids. But he talks like this! Oh yeah, you've showed me him before. Yeah, Gilbert Godfrey's voice. Gilbert Godfrey on steroids. It. Yeah. He's, but to be fair to him, he's a good like personal trainer. He gives good fitness advice. He's very transparent about taking steroids as well. And V Shred like did a video about like low calorie foods or whatever. And then he's like, "Yeah, so here's a low calorie thing I like to have is celery uh, covered in peanut butter." It's oh. like it's just stupid fucking advice. And the guy is not a fucking real like he's just an actor who's just peddling whatever shit to make people buy his program and yeah. i hate him and i hate this whole thing and i hate the marketing on it and how much i get his shit fucking recommended it's yeah boring. it seems like they've got the good strategy down they know the algorithm exactly. i keep just watching eddie hall videos all the time. i love eddie hall videos really though. good his content's quality I think it's just not serious about it. And it's just like, I swapped my calorie intake with my wife. They're very good videos. I saw that video. <laughs> <laughs> I love watching I love watching big, big men eating a massive dinner. Yeah. That's like a favorite video. It's very interesting. I've started like only, only the last few days, like paying a bit more attention to like protein because people were saying about it's actually good for like losing weight mm. as well. So I started trying to up that. Like I had a steak for lunch. Been drinking yeah. my protein shakes and all that stuff and just trying to like reach that goal. That's the big change I've done recently. Today I took a uh, a pre-workout and it made Look me feel up. really itchy all over. And uh, my ear felt like it was going to fall off. So I'd so what, what, did you, what did you take? <laughs> it was just like a, um, just a, I think it was called alpha pre-workout from my protein. Oh, like, okay. It gave me good energy. Like I ran... I did 45 minutes on the treadmill and like didn't really feel it. 
And then usually I only do like 30 reps altogether, like three sets of 10 on all the weight machines. But I did like 50 today (laughs) because I had such a hot ear. I just had to work out. (laughs) (laughs) I want you to start taking creatine as well. I think that'd be so funny. I'm not going to take it because it says about hair loss. That's one of the big side effects of it. I don't want to lose my hair. Yeah. See, that's the great thing about being bored. Like all these side effects <laughs> of hair loss. I'm, I've already, I'm already in hell, mate. It doesn't matter. You can't yeah. take anything else from me unless my beard falls out. <laughs> <laughs> Could happen. You never know. But um, I've just been going the same amount and sticking to my calories and stuff. Like mm. I'm still not eating. I wouldn't say it's like a healthy diet. It's just like a good moderation still. Just the same, same I'm as still... before. He's still in a deficit for most yeah. of your days, yeah. Yeah, I think I'm still gonna try and I'm still gonna try and lose a bit more weight. I think I want to be like low mm. thirteen to high twelve. I think that's gonna be my ideal if I can get to that. I think I said differently last time, but like the weight's still dropping off me. I'm like, yeah, I think I'm thirteen ten now, so I've officially lost a stone. Yeah, you're thin. You're you're thin now. It's uh, so it's I'm, good. I did a call a FaceTime with Joe the other day, and he was like, "God, your face is looking a bit thinner." Yeah. And I was like, well, I want my belly to be thinner. I don't care about my face. And then um, I saw my mum and dad for Father's Day. And my mum was like, oh, you can tell you've lost weight. I'm like, mum, I've seen you constantly this month. Like, why are you only noticing it today? Like, I've been losing it for a few weeks now. And No, um, I can see you've lost some in your face. Yeah. I can feel it a little bit. But um, she was like, I, d- I don't like to say, but you did sort of have that, like, belly that kind of, like, hung over your trousers. And I was just like... I was on Oxford Street. It was very busy. There was a lot of people around. And I was just like, Mum, honestly, I think I could kill you right now if you don't shut up. No, <laughs> I've been watching a lot of the shortcut. Um, no, I'm joking. But yeah, she just said that. And I was like, what do you mean you don't like to say? You've just said it. <laughs> My mum's like very against uh, exercise, I think. She's like, don't get any bigger. <laughs> <laughs> But she thinks I'm gonna have a massive heart attack and die. But Bigger like, though, she's saying about the weight probably. Just get, stop getting so fat, please, please. <laughs> stop she's tracking so your fitness, pal. Don't eat any more of those, please. <laughs> please stop eating those like five donuts you had at night, please. You'll <laughs> die. <laughs> oh god. But, uh, uh, I guess my aim is the same as it was before. Uh, just kind of keep going, keep persisting, and then. Uh, see what happens by the end of the year hopefully like, i want to get sub 15 um but i don't really care as long as i look big and muscular muscular yeah i feel like your your body proportions just oh, fascinating like <laughs> no it kind of like it works i feel like every time you say that you're like 15 stone or whatever or above <laughs> that it still shocks me Thank i still you. don't believe yeah. it yeah Oh no! Look at my look at my uh, thing. But it's because I don't know. I'm I just I'm just a heavy man. You're lucky, like it it's just my seems legs. to go to the right parts. Whereas, like I've got like yeah, just my cock. Fat cock. It's it's fucking tiny, but it's really chubby. Really, really wide. Fat cock. It's built like a tree stump. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I think we're we're in a, a good place. We just need to fucking yeah. keep cracking on with it. Having exactly. work will be my real test, I think. 
yeah, we'll I can't see. wait. I hope you I hope you get work before we do our next one because I wanna I wanna know if you keep up the momentum when you're when you're faced with those drives and those little hotels and all those little bags of sweets. That's the thing, like for me, the, one of the big benefits of getting a anytime fitness was um membership was that like I would be able to go to ones around the country when I'm away with work. Mm. But I just know if I'm in like a travel lodge far away from like the town center of somewhere. I'm not going to get in the car to go to the gym when I'm away. Yeah. And then have to like carry around sweaty clothes with me in a bag for like a week or whatever. I don't know what I would do. I'd have to find a way. Other people obviously do it, but yeah, like, we'll see. I mean, are your clothes really, really, really sweaty? As yeah, because at the start of my workout, I run for 50 minutes. They're disgusting. Oh, I thought it would be better now, but it's, it's the not. running. Okay. Yeah. But I have to. That's do what. It. I don't do any cardio when I get in the gym, so I usually do my cardio like just swimming after. But I have to do it to warm avoid up. Avoid the sweating. Ah, okay. I did it the other way around the other day, and like it was fine, but it didn't really work for me as much. Why I, I used to do my rhythm? I used to do ten minute on ten to twenty minutes on the rowing machines, and then just start doing the weightlifting stuff, and then I wasn't massively sweaty. I've stopped actually doing that. I just do swimming now, but yeah, I've noticed you didn't do your weighing on real fit boys. You didn't do your fucking way in. And I did, didn't I? I said I'm still 1310, didn't I? Oh, I'm 15.5 was the last time I, I weighed myself, which was like this morning. Nice. Um, yeah, again, I'm just adrift from like 15, I think the lowest was like 15.2 to about like 15.7. Hmm. And it's just like, I just never push out of 15. Yeah, I might that. just starve myself. <laughs> just get it out of the way. It's confusing though, because have you, have you been in like a calorie deficit still? Yeah, but I mean, like, I'm. I wouldn't say I've been that strict, especially the last two, three weeks. I'm just like, oh, whatever. I'll like, I might go over one day, I might go under the next. It's not been consistent, and I think that's the reason why. And also, I'm on creatine, which doesn't help you lose weight. So, are you taking creatine but not going to the gym? No, I'm not taking creatine without going to the it gym. Sounds like you've not gone crazy. to the gym for two weeks. I went yesterday. Oh, wait. I went two days ago. I didn't go yesterday because I went on a walk instead. Nice. I'm, I'm going to go today and then I'm going to go tomorrow and I'm going to go the next day unless I'm in Macedonia. Fair enough. That's, that's I'm, fair circumstances. I'm going to be calling out there. Yeah, I'm going to be calling my friend about that after this. So be like, should I go? I don't know if I can be asked. You're going to go on your own? No, I'm going with my friend. She's already going and she was like, do you want to come? It's like 70 quid flight or whatever. And I was like, oh, but Macedonia. I'm going on. Where is Macedonia? That, that's a very good question. I don't know. I've not Googled it. Oh, don't I was just go into that. I'm going Wait. to Barcelona like the, the week after as well. Just go Barcelona. It's, it borders Greece, uh, Albania. Oh, Kosovo. yeah. I think yeah. it's good food. I think I've heard good food there. Good food? Yeah. I mean, let me have Great a Google of it. Fit boys. Um, oh, it looks lovely. When you're in Barcelona, be careful. Because you look like an easy target for muggers, and apparently it's like the mugging hotspot. Fuck off. Because no, you're like me. a bit dopey and stuff. Like you always drop stuff. There's always things like hanging out of your pockets with your little shorts. <laughs> I could just see you. You stick out. Yeah, I do too. I'm I'm a very white man, but like there, you will stick out. Big, bald, pale, idiot. I know. I have. I've never. Oh wait. I was gonna say I've never. I've never been mugged. I have been robbed. But... Yeah, you did in uh, Costa Rica. Yeah. Bastards stole my shit. They stole my shoes. <laughs> stole everything. Right off his feet. 
bro off my feet as I was sitting there, bastards. I look forward to hearing your updates. I hope you don't get mugged. We all hope. I know. But we I'll, hope for I'll some stories. My, I'll try my best. I'll I'll come back next time with a, a good story for you all. Googling um, how many calories in three bowls of paella. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's the Spanish beer? I can't even think Estrella? of it. San Miguel. Oh, yeah, Estrella. Like if I have like seven pints of Estrella. Can you get a video there, do you reckon? Or do you think that that's like how Foster's is advertised as like an Australian beer, but no Australians drink it? I reckon that. I don't know, though. If, you, if you're Spanish and you're listening, you can write in about that if you'd like. And you can write in about anything else as well at uh, thesandlerpit at gmail.com or you can at thesandlerpit on Instagram and Twitter. Send us a message if you're Spanish. What beer do you drink? Yeah. Or you can ask us something about these films. Yeah, give us more recommendations because basically I think this is the time to announce it that from here, our episodes are going to be releasing at a less frequent rate because mm. we've got maybe one more Happy Madison film to watch, which will be our next episode. Yeah. And then after that, things get a bit quiet. And yeah, we yes, need to we've wait still for things Happy to be released. <laughs> we've got a big overarching plan for our last few episodes, and we want to hit 100. Mm. We don't really want to go over 100 until there's new things where we can do a bonus episode of something new. Yeah. But we only have very few things to watch and there's a few things getting released in the next couple of months so we're gonna space it out don't expect episodes every two weeks they're gonna come no maybe every month we're also struggling to balance things because we're finding it less easy to record episodes and stuff we're not finding as much yeah. time these days yeah you're I'm working, working really hard in or, the gym or... <laughs> it's either you're working loads or i'm working loads there's no fucking in between it's yeah. awful we need another well, lockdown, don't we? We need a lockdown so bad, man. Thank you, Joe Tyrone, for your music. It's always excellent. Joe is working on a new album. I think it'll be out quite soon. You can listen to more of his stuff on Real Boys, our Pinocchio podcast, which is on an alternative feed at the moment. It, no, no, it is an <laughs> alternative feed, and it will do forever. <laughs> yeah. Um, it needs to stand on its own feet, even if it's not... If it's, it's on strings. Like, yeah. Thank you, uh, Luke Thomas, for your artwork. Yeah. I'm waiting to see. I reckon you've got some good ones in the can for this one. E- easy. Mangled hand. Mangled Dirty, hand mangled, sure. mangled hand. Yeah. Uh, and thank you, Luke Terry, for editing together all these episodes and putting together all your trailers, keeping it all together, wearing that nice vest. You're welcome. Looking You're so best. thin in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Such a thin face. Thin faced Luke. That's what you'll be known. Will end up <laughs> being known posh as boy. Posh Luke, thin faced Luke. Terrible. Um, awful. So our next episode is going to be Joe Dirt 2, Beautiful Loser. Oh, we didn't mention Did, that. Didn't even mention that. Um, but yeah, yeah. Can't, can't wait, wait for, for that, that travesty. So thank you for listening. And until next time, it's been a very happy Sandler bye from me and a very happy Sandler bye from him. Do you like blood, little boy? <laughs> Everyone knows about the crazy old man on the shortcut.